0: Happy Saturday. T G I It's like you have to hesitate because you're like, all right, is it Tuesday today? Is it Wednesday today? Is it Monday today? But uh, our,
1: is this second Saturday show we've ever done or third?
2: Lose track of time after five years.
1: Yeah, after two hundred and what today's two hundred and forty eight. So we're yeah. almost at two fifty.
0: Yeah. Damn. So I mean, it's it's yeah, it's kinda hard to keep track of. I mean, y- the other day you mentioned uh hike. Yeah. And he said, which hike? And I listed three three of them. Three of them. Yeah. So, Some
1: people thought we wouldn't have made it to 100, but hey.
0: Yeah. Hey. <laughs> here, still we, here. here we are. <laughs> uh, happy Saturday, everybody. Hope you guys are having a great start of your weekend. It's beautiful weather outside in sunny California. Uh, and we want to thank Dr. Michael Satarian for taking time Cetarian. out of his weekend. Or Setare, sorry. I turned Armenian. I turned them Armenian it's, 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 it's the I turned it's Armenian. It's the Armenian in me. But yeah, you never know, man. You might be leaving Armenian today. So Dr. <laughs> Michael Setare for taking time out of his Saturday to be with us. Yeah, thank, my
3: pleasure. Thank, thank you, you, doctor.
0: Thank you. Uh, so you specialize in family medicine. Uh, and uh, we're going to get into a lot of different topics as far as wellness and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But before we do, very, very quickly, tell us a little about yourself your background how you got into medicine why you chose to get into medicine
3: that's a really interesting question first of all thanks for having me um Oops. really excited to do this today when i first started this journey and i call it a journey because it took so long um i thought that being a doctor meant you had the answers to everything i thought that like someone was going to come in hey doc it hurts when i do this and i'm going to be like okay let me fix it for you see you later and they're gonna thanks doc you know, it's not like <laughs> Like <that>. the movies. <laughs> it's not like that. Yeah. You know, it's a lot more guessing and a lot more predicting than knowing, right? And the other thing is, there isn't as much um, magic in it as a, as I thought there was. You know, once you learn how everything really works and how the kidneys work, it's, it's all just gradients and, you know, pumps and physics and stuff like that. There's no more magic in it. Um, but... It is the best, best thing I could have ever, ever done. In college, when we were applying for medical school, one of the projects that we had to do was um, explain to me what you would do if you don't get into medical school. And I literally didn't turn it in. I just I couldn't. I, I, there was nothing else that I wanted to do. Maybe a pro athlete or something. like That would have been great, too.
1: But how did you – was anybody in your family a physician? No. Or?
3: No, my dad would have been a great physician – But he moved here young in the 60s and had to kind of start a business and kind of take care of himself and, you know, do all that stuff. But he he always wanted to be and he would have been really great at it. But no one else in my family, um, you know, we're the first generation in this country. But even in in Iran, um, I don't think there are any physicians.
1: Because one thing about Iranian
3: physicians,
1: I've, you know, in my experience some of the best physicians are Iranian, whether they were born here or they were physicians in Iran. And then their ability to think outside the box from what I've seen over the last 20 or so years that I've been kind of involved in the healthcare field is um, they, they, they truly have a, a lot of them have a different approach to medicine than just your standardized cookie cutter system of so let's look at the numbers and then that's it. You know, prescribe so, away. <clears throat> No, they they, yeah, exactly. Um, whether that's in oncology or, um, cardiology, any, just about all areas of healthcare. That's kind of been my experience with, uh, physicians, uh, Iranian physicians. You know? I mean, not, even not even, to sound racist or anything, no, no even, <laughs> even, even outside
0: of medicine, it's, you know, cause my dad was in construction. He was, a, he was a general contractor and he worked with a lot of, uh, you know, he worked with a lot of Iranians. So, you know, you would look at some of these. What's ing- the
2: correct term? Iranian
0: or, or Persian? It was Iranian.
3: Iran, I, I mean, Iranian. I guess technically. It's Iranian. not even
0: Iranian. Yeah. That's racist it's <laughs> not Persian. Felt attacked on yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's, it's iranian iranian iranian
1: i can do the mass jabrani accent if, the whole show if you guys want but, no 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 we don't
0: <laughs> want to bring that guy up again uh but you know at the end there was engineers there was architects who were you know who were iranian and you would. not i remember my dad every time he would interact with them uh mohandez is
1: what they call it right they they would always
0: think outside of the box with certain things in order to make the process easier for everybody so uh, i guess it's maybe a it's an iranian thing
1: no because and we don't mean to digress into talking about just iran but it's, it's even some of the conversations i've had over the years like with my father with uncles and you know his generation some of the things that were Available back in the days, like in the 60s, 50s in Iran, you see applications now that are being applied today in, in the tech industry, which, for example, Uber, for instance, right? Mm-hmm. Uber, from what I heard, was available back in the days in Iran. Obviously, there was no phone. It was a different type of Uber. Or even, this I remember, one time my uncle was telling me, you know that surgery they do in China where they extend your height? Yeah. Um, oh with the shins yeah. Oh, they, yeah they do it here now too yeah but my uncle was telling me back in the 60s or 70s they were they were doing that in iran
3: maybe really? a much more dangerous Damn. version
1: yeah maybe <laughs> like, okay camera i'm bringing the axe because <laughs> <laughs> i mean they they literally they, they break your
0: shins yeah and then they put extenders they on there and then they bolt like these these halos around your shin and this is to
2: get taller
0: yeah Yeah, you you gain like what four inches maybe three so
3: it depends how they do it and I've looked into this just out of well, I'm 5'9". I would like to be 5'11". <laughs> hey,
0: listen, man. I'm like 5'6". Like, on, on a good date. Don't give me that shit.
3: <laughs> I'd love to be 5'9". <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Everyone, everyone, everyone wants, wants to be just Yeah, it I'd love
1: to be 6'1". Six 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 one. One. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, I'm okay. Uh, it depends how they do it. I know they can do it at multiple levels. So they yeah. can do one at your shin. One at your femur, femur. and your thigh, like oh. two inches at each, you're four inches taller.
0: I mean, isn't your femur the largest bone in your
3: body? Yeah. yeah. And most, yeah. one of the densest bones in your body? Well, for that reason, it's probably easier to do it there than a than a smaller, thinner bone. You know? Why so? How I mean, so, though? Because you're putting something in there to space it out, right?
2: I don't know if height is worth all that pain, guys. I'm well, so you got nice to learn how to
1: walk again, right? Sorry, at the, uh, what do you call that? The roll on the bottom of the screen. Oh, I can get rid of of it. That's from last week. So going back to you said, so you you chose medicine because you just couldn't see yourself doing anything else. But, I mean, you look like an athletic guy, so you could have maybe gone into. Did you play any sports, soccer, football? Yeah,
3: I mean, I played in high school and I loved it. And like, you know, maybe I could have played a sport for like not a great college team or something one time. But it was not like that.
1: But law or engineering? No account, way! None oh of my god, law enough.
3: would have been exactly the opposite of what I like to do and what I'm good at. So, um, you know, lawyers are reading things and interpreting interpreting things and making sense of it, and then like spitting something else out. My my want or ability to read and interpret and make sense of something is not my strong suit. You know, I learned by doing, I learned by watching, but that would have been so hard for me. I would have hated my life. Really? A lot of lawyers still hate their lives. Was
2: it, was it something that happened in your life that was like, oh, maybe I should get into the medical field? I kind of wished it was
3: because they always ask questions like that when you're applying for medical school and and all these things. And and it was
2: always blank. Mine
3: mine was always (laughs) just like, I just like, I like helping people. I like working with people. I like talking to people. But you, did
2: you know about the lifestyle of being a doctor? Because being a doctor is not the average person. You know, Your it, time is, you know... Depends like, on the type it. of... So, medical school and have, residency yeah. definitely is yeah. like
3: that, you know, for everyone. Medical <clears throat> yeah. school and residency, is you're fully committed. You know, you're not seeing family for long periods of time. You're not seeing friends. You're not building many relationships. Yeah. Afterwards, depending on what you choose and how you structure your um practice i say your practice a lot of people don't have their own practice a lot of people are working for big groups and then they don't really have the options to do that but i from the get-go kind of started my own thing with the idea that i wanted it to be how i wanted it to be you know i spend I, I spend time with my family i don't work nights i rarely work weekends and if i do it's by choice okay and uh, i do a lot of teaching um you know i, I teach other doctors how to do um, the a lot of the hormone pellets and stuff that i do um for a company called pelicom shout out to pelicom, melissa and dr jacom they're awesome um and we can talk about that more as well
1: yeah sure yeah because the the type of physicians who are always on call is when you're dealing with if you're let's say you also aren't attending at a hospital, hospital. or yeah. you're a surgeon <laughs> or not not every uh type of physician is Dealing with after our phone calls
3: or having great, I get calls on weekends rarely, rarely. You know, nights or weekends, but for the most part, what I do is kind of um, it's feel good medicine. You know, Uh, you you mentioned at first I'm family medicine. I'm a family medicine doctor. Yeah, I'm board certified in family medicine. I don't practice kind of standard family medicine. It's more of a, a wellness practice. What I do, you know, helping people feel good, look good, you know, have more have a more vital life for. Not just now, but twenty, thirty, forty years from now, as well, so do you
0: are are you more of on the homeopathic end of everything, or how do you how do you approach your patients most of the time?
3: Sure homeopathic is is a term that people uh, use a lot that doesn't really relate to this. Homeopathic is very specific. I would, more holistic would be the term. Um, integrative is the real correct term. Integrative just takes the parts of Eastern medicine, and I was kind of briefly talking about this with you guys takes the parts of Eastern medicine that have been scientifically proven to work with data and it brings them into Western medicine. So I'm trained in Western medicine. I'm an MD, but where I did my training at University of Arizona, um, I also got a degree from the Andrew Weil Center for Integrative Medicine. Um, I don't know if you guys know Andrew Weil. He's the guy when you check out at the grocery store, you see Dr. Oz on one magazine and then you see this guy that looks like santa claus holding like a basket of vegetables usually
0: mm-hmm. okay i think i've, I think I've andrew seen Will? it
3: andrew well yeah w-e-i-l um he's like the godfather of integrative medicine he's been doing this since like the 70s um i think he's in, in his 70s now he looks pretty good um he's still you know he has an instagram and talks about things um what what is that restaurant um true foods kitchen do you guys yeah have? yeah that's that's his menu
1: i think we have one in Pasadena. You have I one in Pasadena so. for
3: sure. Yeah. We have one in Orange County. There's one in Phoenix. That's his so, menu or so his restaurant? It's his restaurant. He created the menu. He and, um, and someone's going to correct me on, on, online soon, but I believe him and uh, Sam Fox, who's a restaurateur from Tucson as well, mm. they're both from Tucson, um, started that together. And so, you know, they took the restaurant side and the integrative medicine side and they combined it to make this really <clears throat> awesome menu. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, you said earlier you thought when you went into medical school that you would have the answers to everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, when somebody came in and my my shoulder hurts and you'd be like, okay, here, this is how we're going to fix it. Mm-hmm. So why is there so much in
3: guessing in medicine?
1: Is that is that why they still call it a practice? Because you guys are still practicing? or <laughs> <laughs> That's what people say.
3: So it's a lot of... Um, okay so the first thing is with like standard primary care type stuff it's a lot of guidelines oh you're this age this weight. let's do these labs you, you know don't test more than that because if you test more than that then insurance isn't gonna like it and you know so just follow the guidelines which i hate
1: guidelines as in like blood reports and urine just
3: right. just do what we tell you to do i'm like okay so then the computer can do the job you know, right. what's, what's the point yeah you know you know and so that that's that's one part of it and then why is there so much guessing if someone comes in with certain symptoms we're not going to like necessarily go straight for like an mri and um like a a expensive blood report to find out if this thing that's obviously not going to kill you you're going to get over it's some sort of viral infection we're not going to test to see what kind of virus it is Mm -hmm. you know or if we can presume what kind of bacteria is Generally speaking, we're not always going to test to see what bacteria it is before we treat you. It would cost; it would be a pain in the butt. It would cost a lot of money. So you treat them with what you think is most likely going to be the cure to this.
2: Hmm. I mean, are we talking antibiotics? And
3: yeah, whatever you know. That's just one example. You know, but I
0: mean, it's, it's a lot of people would look at that as kind of like a trial and error sort of thing, <clears throat> because you know, again, uh, most people when they go to the doctor. Right away, they go for blood work. You know what I mean? Like next week, I have, you know, a doctor's appointment as well mm. to just, you know, to give. It's, it's an annual physical that we do, you know, to give blood just to see, you know, what's going on, uh, how we're doing. Uh, but normally, if somebody were to come you say in, say we. Yeah, me and my wife, both oh. of us. So, uh, so I mean, but we're nor- pregnant. Yeah, we're we're
2: we're pregnant. Are you? No, we're not. Oh, uh, not that I'm not. Day. not, not, not day. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna trigger somebody. Some of the people that are watching
0: the show. Uh, but I mean, wouldn't that be the correct approach? Just to kind of nip whatever it is the issue as far as the issue in the butt.
3: I am very heavy-handed with my tests. I test a lot of stuff. I test often. I test early, but that's not the standard approach if you're can I ask how old you are 36 there's if you're a 36 year old not overweight male there's almost nothing if you have no symptoms almost nothing to test based on the guidelines
0: yeah because i mean a couple of years ago i went i think i mentioned this on the show as well with the guys mm-hmm. i had a family doctor that you know i would go to and mm-hmm. uh went and gave blood work and we were we were on our way to like palm springs with the family mm-hmm. And then uh, we got an we got an email with a prescription for me to go pick up medicines. Yeah, mind was, you, was this is stand? like uh, no, no 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 so, cholesterol medication. Yeah, you're medicine. Medicine. So so uh, I my wife I, I asked my wife I go she, while I'm driving I go can you look at this what is this? she goes it's a cholesterol medication yeah. and and I'm like for what and she goes oh you're only like a couple points above whatever the normal is I go call the doctor's office right now. So I'm I'm calling the doctor's office. Nobody's picking up. Nobody's picking up. Nobody's. Finally, a receptionist picks up. I go, is a the doctor there? Well, yeah, the doctor's with the patient. I'm like, when the doctor's free, have him call me. She goes, oh, what can I help you with? I go, dude. I'm like, how old am I? And at the time, I was like in my early thirties. Well, you know, it says here on your paperwork. This, I'm like, so the doctor would prescribe a cholesterol medication to a thirty-something-year-old instead of saying, hey, listen, what are you eating? What's your diet consist of? Yeah. Are you exercising?
2: Yeah. Dude, I was like, I was livid at if that you, point. If you cut two crappuccinos that month, I would have.
0: Yeah, literally,
3: them. it was. There, there are a couple of things to say about that. First of all, it's a, that's the system. That's how we're taught to do. That's things. a broken so just, system. I agree. That's the issue. That's my point here. But you, I don't want to say you can't blame them because they have the right to do whatever they want to do. But if this doctor wants to make money as a family, as a as a primary care doctor. All he's making money from doing is visits. So they load the visits in. He probably spent ten minutes with you, Max.
0: Bro, the visits. I'm on my way to Palm Springs. I have a prescription <clears throat> prescribed to me. Whereas yes. he could have basically said, you know what? He's thirty let me give him a let me give him a call personally and say, Hey
2: Arno, what's your diet? Which system? one's easier, Arno? For him to spend thirty minutes calling you, getting a hold of you. It's emailing not it's, you? well that's the thing, or it's he not could even just prescribe it and he doesn't even do the prescription. This, this so is how
3: this is how we're taught to practice medicine. This, this is the computer that I'm talking about. How old are you? What are your labs? Do you make these criteria? Start this medicine. There's actually a calculator to tell me, like, what's your risk of having a heart attack or a stroke based on your cholesterol levels and your age? Are you above a certain percentage in the next 10 years? Take this medicine.
0: Because we look at society today, especially in the United States, and, you know, they talk about, you know, the pandemic and blah, 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 all this bullshit. But we're actually in a health epidemic. I mean, we have more overweight people, more diabetic people, yeah. more people with high blood pressure, hypertension, yeah. all these other issues where that's not being spoken about. Yeah. I mean,
3: people are we, starting to. The pendulum's swinging. But yeah. I,
0: yeah I, I, we, you know, we really, really hope so. But, you know, I'm piggybacking on what you're saying because your approach is a much more logical approach. When it comes to people taking care of themselves and watching what they're eating, and you know, because gut health is probably one of the most important things, and we've we've touched on this multiple times on the show. Yeah.
1: But so if so if you don't follow that matrix necessarily, which I agree with, which we all agree with, yeah. then what's your approach? What are you, what are you looking at when a patient comes in? Because what are what are top three issues you're 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 seeing as far as that's um, that the masses are dealing with. Is it weight? Weight, okay.
3: Which is usually just secondary to eating too much, too mm-hmm. many calories. Um, and overall feeling of wellness, kind of energy focused, being the type of person that you want to be, the guy, the the kind of person that can go do their meetings and feel sharp and feel energetic and come home and spend time with their families or loved ones. A lot of people are missing that. It's probably one of the biggest things, and mm. and weight is also connected to that as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. so it's overall just well, First one, obviously, we know uh, obesity in the US what percentage like 40 percent now? Or? It depends
3: where in the US, yeah. but yeah, so, so something I mean, some parts of the country way worse, some parts of the country a bit better.
1: So, what do you think has caused that? Because when even sometimes you know, you'll see these memes from the 60s. Yeah everybody at the beach was slim and then they yeah. showed 2020 picture. Everybody's what, what do you think has changed over the last 40, 50, 60 years? Where
2: food has changed drastically. It, lifestyle and food, I would say. yeah. Lifestyle and food. Yeah, yeah. The nutrition in the food is completely different. It's yeah. completely
3: changed. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's, by the way, it's 42%. 40, yeah.
2: yeah. Like looking at wheat or looking at corn about a hundred years ago to now, it's completely changed physically. Yeah. Now, if something changes physically, I'm sure, whatever it c- pertains in there, it's going to change as well.
3: Well, does uh, there's a there's one issue that I've learned about a, a few years back about topsoil, right? That's mm-hmm. the the part of the soil that has all the nutrients. Yes. And um, the way we grow things in this topsoil, and we just grow things season after season after season without giving it time to recover. Um, I think the statistic it's something crazy. It's like a bowl of spinach has like however much iron in the 70s, it's like 13% of yeah. that. That's something crazy, mm. you know? So so you're not getting nutrients from eating. You're eating cardboard, exactly. typically cardboard that has sugar mixed into it. Um, the amount of calories in our food has skyrocketed for sure. You know, like how many calories are in, in a large salad compared to how many calories are in like a bowl of cereal? You know what I mean? It's it's, it's insane. Do you, do
1: you think, for example, salad, do you think it's the salad itself or it's all these crappy dressings that, everybody's going to because they don't have 45 seconds to just take some good quality olive oil and squeeze a lemon on it because you can buy it in a bottle i think
3: salads are good for you first which is what i was saying but yeah i mean definitely some salad dressings are crap because
1: because a lot of these restaurants i you the the ones that have the uh calorie counts now yeah just look at the calories on a salad yeah it's like 2100
2: might as well eat a burger. What
1: the hell is 2100 calories so, on a salad? It's, it's a because dressing. if you take the dressing out, it's going to be 900. Yeah,
0: but, but then now it's bland. <laughs> no, it doesn't and taste and, as and good.
1: that's the. I, I hate those store bought. Uh, my wife, over the years, a couple of times she bought it and I said. Trader Joe
3: salads and stuff?
1: Not the salads, the dressings. Oh, yeah. I said, listen, these dressings, uh, uh, never do I want to see it in the fridge again because what the hell's in it? You don't need 845 ingredients to make a salad dressing just take some lemon and olive oil or if you don't like lemon use vinegar with some olive oil or salt and pepper avocado works. oil what and yeah. that's it put some salt and pepper you're done that's the best dressing you can have you don't need you know 85,000 different ingredients in a salad dressing
0: yeah what's surprise? i know we don't the even majority have, of them are mayo based that's yeah mayo and sugar based i mean we don't even have any yeah, we don't have any dressings in our in our fridge either. Yeah, I think the, I think the only condiments that we have in our refrigerator are ketchup, mustard, mayo, and ranch.
3: At my house, we've gone off the deep end on this, man. My wife has like taken it to the next level. How so? I was at the grocery store with my daughter, my four year old at the time. She was probably three years old, and she grab She shows me this bag of like, um, you know, those edamame chips. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah from little, Trader Joe's. Like, yeah, and she looks at me. And I'm about to tell her no, we're not going to get that. And she goes. Mom says this has bad oils. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. holy crap. Yeah, which she's right.
1: (laughs) I think that one has not canola. I think it had they use uh, some type of soy in it.
3: So there's, you know, this is a big topic right now. Seed oils, huge topic. I do agree that they're not good for you. I think the main reason why oils aren't good for you first and foremost, is that they add a lot of calories very easily into your food. They're sneaking in calories.
2: But what
0: kind of oils? Because like we cook with avocado oil.
3: Any kind of oil is shoving calories into your food. Really? For sure. I mean,
0: even though it's like, for example, because avocados are known to be a, a good fat. Yes. So hence, one of the reasons why we strictly cook only with avocado oil.
3: But, and I feel like... There's a guy who's very famous. You guys know Biolane? Lane something? Lane Norton, is that his name? Biolane on Instagram? No,
0: no, no. Shout
3: out to Biolane. Um, he talks about this. Calories are calories at the end of the day. Are you getting other health benefits or things that are bad for you mixed in with them? For sure. Okay? Olive oil is probably one of the best oils you could eat. You don't want to cook with it, they say, because it has a, it burns yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of these other oils... <clears throat> Um, canola oil stuff like this the, the bad seed oils they do have some stuff that's likely bad for you um, whether it's getting burnt in the process and you know they put all these other ingredients in it and stuff like that but the main thing that's bad about oils is that they're sneaking calories into your food and a mm. lot of calories it's like the densest way to to sneak cal- like that and like sugar basically. so then
0: what would you recommend as far as cooking
3: with because obviously i still would cook like you're saying i, I we use avocado oil to cook or, if, or fry or whatever in my house we use um uh, olive oil if it's a dressing yeah the frying we stop. the frying we have the air fryer so we'd use that fine but
0: my my mom was making ghee the other day yeah which is basically the uh rendered fat yeah rendered yeah, fat butter, butter, uh, yeah and she says you know this is a better it's better for you to cook with this than it is any other oil i don't know how much you know about ghee.
3: yeah i know a fair amount So would you recommend ghee over oils? Um, Not not over olive oil or avocado oil. I I would kind of put them in the same category. Okay. I'll go based on taste. What, coconut oil? Coconut oil is now, based on what I understand about things, is starting to get outside the spectrum of somewhere in between. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And people are going to hate on me for this, for sure. Because of? Coconut oil is the best Mm -hmm. fat. You can have as much as you want, and I don't know.
2: I,
0: I've heard I, again, this is we've been cooking with avocado oil for years, and one of the first things that I saw was it has one of the highest burning points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's one of the reasons why
3: well that's what saying. you can fry with it, even
0: yeah, you could fry so it's like if you if you want to eat burnt food and you want to put something on the on the grill or on the I'm sorry on the grill on the skillet and have it turn black quickly, you could go cook with olive oil. it's 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 gonna be terrible. number one, it's gonna kill the flavor, it's gonna kill the food, and it's gonna burn your food. Whereas avocado oil, if you notice it when you put it onto your skillet and you put, turn on the heat, it won't smoke for a very, very long. It'll take a long time for it to. I think actually it's like 500 out. degrees or something. Like I that. think so. Here something like that. Get yeah. that. So, so this is how
2: the corn started, and this is where we're at. Yeah. That's so, crazy.
3: one of the big things in all this, the big points in what we're talking about here, is um, research, mm-hmm. right? everyone likes to point to the research and God bless the PhDs because for me it's a nightmare it's it's up there with being a lawyer like I could never do it and we need it it's the most important thing in the world you know researching things and understanding things but I promise whatever point you want to prove I will find you a good research article to back it up and to refute that as well Mm -hmm. true you know it's so I just
2: but then looking at research overall especially in medicine yeah I would say about 90% of the uh, research money is wasted. Yeah. 90%, maybe even more.
3: Things are repeated. Oh, yeah. You know, they're trying to create these big databases so that we know if things are being repeated. But at the end of the day, you have to remember, sometimes someone's doing research and in the middle of it finds out that someone already did this and they'll finish it anyways because they want their name to be published so Mm -hmm. that they can get that job at that, you know, fancy Ivy League school or get into medical school, you know, get into a good residency. I want to, how many times have you been published? That's like a thing. You know, that's a big thing in medicine. How many times so have wh- you been published? Where have you been published? <laughs> I, I didn't do any of that stuff. It's, it's was, good. It wasn't my goal. It's not good. It's not good, but it's it's not necessarily bad is my point. Yeah. Like that just wasn't my goal. I don't want to be a researcher. I want to use the good research that the good people with PhDs are doing to treat my patients the best that I can treat them.
1: So then what, what is your approach? Let's Since we're talking about obesity and weight loss, right? Yeah. Because... That is an epidemic right now. Yeah, patient comes into your office says Dr. Cittare, uh
3: Good pronunciation. <laughs>
1: um, Unlike you know, someone else, you know, I've I've looked at my body mass index BMI and which, if you ask me, the BMI is complete, you know, BS because if you look at somebody who's five eleven, they have to be one hundred and twelve pounds. I mean, I don't know how that's <laughs> possible yeah. but
2: going off of that i'm considered obese
1: yeah but that that's why i don't like anything
3: there that, is, that comes there on is, a there graph. Is correlation it's not very accurate
1: right so so comes into your office says you know I, I i think i need to lose weight because if i lose weight then my you know cholesterol my good cholesterol will go up my bad cholesterol will go down i think you know i'm borderline diabetic and mm-hmm. so on and so forth blood pressure all these different things that What is your approach? How do you deal with a patient like that?
3: Well, you you just kind of named a lot of different things, you know, diabetic and this and that, but let's just stay with the weight alone. Let's let's say they're otherwise a healthy person, okay? First thing is we talk. Why why are you gaining weight the way you're gaining weight? Are you eating too much? Are you not exercising? Usually the answer is eating too much because even if you're exercising, you know, unless you're a pro athlete and putting like four or five hours a day in the gym, you're not going to work off a crap diet. You're just not. It's much easier to eat 4,000. You can eat 4,000 calories a day. Working out 4,000 calories a day is impossible. Really, yeah, you know, yeah. really, really hard, you know. So that's the first thing. Can we treat you based on lifestyle adjustments? And before we do any of this stuff, I'm going to put you on my STIKU, which is a, a machine I have in my office. It scans your body, um, measures you everywhere. Literally, gives you a 3D topographical image of your body, tells you what percent fat, what percent muscle, bone density, all this great information. And then because you have that 3D image of your body, months from now when you come back and you repeat the staiku, I can superimpose one image on top of the other. I can literally show you where you're losing and gaining size from.
1: Is staiku that machine where you stand on it and you hold it?
3: You don't hold This is There is another one where you hold <clears throat> this one. The Staiku, in my opinion, is the best. Staiku's opinion, they're the best, too. Yeah. But um, (laughs) I do think it's the best as well. Their their, their software, I think, is what sets them apart. It's also just a nicer system. You stand there on the disc, it rotates you in a circle, takes that 3D image of your body, Mm -hmm. and then uses that to make um, estimations.
2: Interesting. Is it Mm -hmm. like one of those, it's almost like, you know those camera things they do at, parties nowadays is it something except like that
3: except you're spinning instead of you're the camera mm-hmm. so so the dexa is the gold standard it uses radiation it's a little bit more accurate but it doesn't give you that 3d image of your body to see where you're losing or gaining it just tells you like fat percentage muscle percentage all that stuff which is great but for something to kind of track you over time i really like the Stiku. Um and it emails you a copy of everything every time you come in
0: i think visually that's an that's an excellent way to help a patient because an overweight person comes in, you know, they get on the STIKU, they do that 3D scan, you send it over to them, and you tell them, listen, I need you to do X, Y, Z. And let's, come just, back say, in three months. let's just say, for example, that patient does implement everything that you told them. Yeah. And they come back in a couple months later, they do the STIKU again, and then you just basically, like you just mentioned, kind of overlap the two images together, yeah. and all of a sudden they see you know, wow, in four or five months, I shrank this much here, 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 here. That creates some sort of motivation for them as well. Totally. Saying like, oh my God, you know what? This is actually working. That's I got to keep doing it.
3: The reason I, I bought the staiku is for, to motivate my patients. And because a lot of my patients are also on hormones, men and women are in testosterone in my office. A lot of them. Mm. Even so, women are in testosterone. Women oh, yeah, as we'll well. Testosterone yeah. for women is hot and it's awesome. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get into that you're in sure about this for sure <laughs> you sure about this we, we, can, we, we, can, we can call some of my patients and have them talk yeah, about no. it okay we'll talk about uh, it. on my instagram you can see uh, women talk about it all the time
0: okay so before we get testosterone get into-
3: so so women and men on testosterone might not be losing weight on the scale as fast as quickly as they would like but they are shrinking pant sizes shirt sizes they're leaner they have more muscle so, like, man, I only, gained, I only lost five pounds in, like, two months. I'm like, get on am a psycho. You know, we're like, in four months, I've lost, like, seven pounds. Like, yeah, you actually lost, like, 18 pounds of fat and put on, and put on muscle at the same time. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, wait, let's get back to your question. Yeah. So, what are we doing? Can we do lifestyle adjustments? Definitely. I love telling people how to eat better, how to exercise, um, when, what to eat, that sort of stuff. Then we get into medications, okay? Is taking a medication to lose weight ideal? No. Is taking a medication almost ever ideal? No. Is it much better than being overweight? Definitely. You know, the, the risks that come with being overweight, especially obese, far outweigh the risks of even some of the worst weight loss, I don't. even most of the weight loss medications, you know, you, you're, you're going to live a longer, happier life for doing it.
0: But well, I mean, don't those medications cause other side effects, especially to like the liver, the pancreas, the kidneys, you know, you, it becomes kind of like a domino effect as far as medications. You yes. see somebody get on one med, then they got to take another med to, you know, uh, counteract with this one. And then you got to take that one to counteract with this one because that one's counteracting with that one. All of a sudden, you're waking up in the mornings. You got a handful of pills in your hand. You're still overweight. You're not exercising, but you're living a lifestyle where you're like, these pills will help me live 10 more years longer than what I'm expected to live. You're
3: for. kind of jumping. You're jumping from someone who's, who's otherwise healthy or even has like high blood pressure or diabetes who uses this medication to lose weight will in fact no longer potentially have high blood pressure and will have controlled diabetes. No, and I'm talking. Ed- I'm
0: talking about more about the, an overweight person using those pills or whatever it is as an excuse not to hit the gym well, or that's exercise. See, that's, that, that's what. That's where I'm going with. Because yeah, there are like sometimes when you look at people where, you know, they take blood pressure medication, and you look at them and you go, "You're you're freaking two by four. Why are you taking blood pressure medication?" So it has nothing to do with being overweight sometimes, and having blood pressure. Sometimes. So it, that's not where I'm going. I'm going with more of a Finding the excuse to have a shortcut route in order to not exercise or eat healthy or do whatever needs the hard stuff. Basically.
3: If it's just a matter of, are you going to be overweight or you're not going to be overweight? If you take this medication, if you're like obese, I'd rather you take the medication. No, I get it. Cause you were talking about what's the effect it's going to have on your kidney liver. This, that very, Likely not as bad as the effect of being obese over a long period of time. Oh, okay. Obesity in this country is probably the worst thing for health nationwide. I mean, the number of people that I see, young people with fatty liver disease from being overweight, is astounding. And, mm-hmm. I live in a, and I work in a place where I have relatively healthy people. You know, some of these other states where the obesity epidemic is way worse, I couldn't imagine what it's like.
0: I mean, this kind of goes back to what we were mentioning earlier in the show, as far as you look at pictures of America back in the day and now, there was one, uh, there was one reel that I saw on Instagram. It showed New York in like 1940 something, and they kind of colorized it to make it look nice. And one of the comments that actually kind of popped out and gravitated towards me was, I don't see one fat person. Yeah, yeah. And it's if you were to go to Times Square where that reel was shot today, mm. it'd be the complete opposite.
1: Well, New York is actually one of the few states where walking is still the primary form of transportation. I, mean, I get it. I get you know, it. But uh, you know, it's probably a lot of the tourists that. <laughs> that
3: I mean, New Yorkers, are, New Yorkers are still relatively fat compared to what they were. The I think it's
0: years, it's it's know? the it's the lifestyle that has been created <laughs> in. I don't want to even say California, but throughout the United States, it's a hustle and bustle. Time is money. Uh, Everything has to be done on the dot right away. So, I mean, there's people that, you know, you speak to them, they're overweight and then you go, they go, you know what? I don't even eat anything throughout the day. It's not true. It's like, come on. Ask that same it's person
2: like, yeah, what they like, do once the lights go off. Everyone in the house is sleeping. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you eat salads and everything throughout the day. And then you the open
2: the fridge in the morning. It's damn empty. Yeah.
1: What did do? Where's the so, pint of ice cream?
3: So should we talk about Ozempic? Can we go? Yeah. It? yeah, There's Definitely. We yes. Because that. yes. that's kind of what I was alluding to when I was talking about. Should you take a medicine? So we.
0: that's... Again, the Ozempic that we mentioned off the air mm. when we wanted to get clarification on this as yeah. well, because my wife brought it up and she said, "Can you mention it to the doctors?" So Ozempic <clears throat> is a late is a weight loss medication. I can correct? break them down for you. Yeah. yeah. So, is it true? Well, and, let, let, know, let him talk. Well, oh yeah, talk Ozempic, talk about that, and because then, then, yeah. I, I want to nip that in the butt right away before we get
3: into what it is exactly. But no, go ahead. Talk about that, and I'll bring up whatever I was going to bring okay. up. So. Semaglutide is semaglutide is the name of the medication that most people are are taking and talking about. So semaglutide had, comes in two different brand names from the same drug company, Ozempic and Wegovy. They are both the exact same medication. One is FDA approved for diabetes; the other is FDA approved for weight loss. Blowing his mind right now. Oh. So, okay. same
1: <laughs> chemical. It's this, compound. You look everything. at the box.
3: It says Wegovy, and then in parentheses. It's gonna say semaglutide. Uh-huh. And it says Ozempic, and parentheses. It says semaglutide. Just mm-hmm. like it's it. You know, it's not that foreign actually. Advil. What's what 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 is Advil? Acetaminophen. Ibuprofen. Oh. What's Motrin? Aspirin. No, Ibuprofen. Oh, the two shit. brand names for the same drug. You're right.
2: Mm.
3: Okay. There are other brand names as well. Okay. okay. Tylenol and Paracetamol. I don't know if they sell Paracetamol in this country anymore, but acetaminophen. Wow. Mm. Okay. So, they're just they're just marketed differently, okay. Technically, one of them you can go up in dose higher, but it doesn't matter. You can use this, you can use them interchangeably. Then there is uh, Monjaro is the other big one. Tirzepatide is the is the generic name for it.
1: Monjaro you know is mean? for weight loss again, or
3: so technically Monjaro is only for diabetes, but they're the same class of medication, and likely very soon it's also going to be FDA approved for weight loss.
1: Because it, it it seems like diabetic medication. Because even recently there was a study about met, uh, metformin, yeah, where it was having positive effects on was it cancer or?
3: There are a lot of um, correlations between decreased risk of cancer and metformin. Yeah, might that be because your diabetes and weight is better controlled mm-hmm. when you are on it? Mm-hmm. Maybe,
2: maybe. Um, with my experience, metformin did not work for me, so I am on medication <laughs> now, but it's. No metformin in there.
3: Metformin is a cheap and easy were, drug that works really well for a lot of people. It's not for everybody. But not I for promise. everyone. Yeah.
2: yeah. My kidneys were starting to hurt. Yeah. I was, you know, I felt worse taking metformin.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, okay. GLP-1 agonists. This is the class of medication. these there are other ones also, and there's some oral ones as well. So the way these drugs work for weight loss is that they slow gastric emptying. Meaning food sits in your stomach and you feel full and you just don't eat. You have a light lunch, you, you get to dinner and the food's still in your stomach. You're like, oh, I can't possibly have dinner.
1: Is it physically there
3: or yeah. do you think it's suppressing? Yeah, no, no. It's suppressing your it's, appetite. It's, it's literally keeping the food in your stomach for longer.
0: Jeez, it's kind of like those uh, surgeries that they do where they blow up a balloon
3: in your stomach. Exactly, Orbera balloon. yeah. So Orbera balloon was hot, but there's no reason to do Orbera balloon anymore because this does the same thing because that's also temporary, just like the shots, just like the Mm GLP-1 agonist. The Orbera balloon, they would uh, endoscopically implant this balloon and fill it up with saline and keep it there for six months and then go in and take it out. This is even less risky because you're just doing a shot every week. But it does the same thing.
0: Oh, it's a shot every week.
3: Yeah, and the side effects are also very similar—nausea, stuff like that. Now, you are gonna inevitably ask me about the cancer risk of these medications. Ozempic. Yes, there is a link in mice or mouse studies, rats, mice—I don't know what it was. It was increasing a certain type of thyroid cancer. Um, The type of cancer will come to me right now. Uh, papillary I can't remember right now it'll come to me okay a certain type of thyroid cancer in these mice at these like doses that humans wouldn't really take but humans have been taking this medication for a long time he's asking he's asking Jamie right now is it MTC (laughs) (laughs) MTC um medullary thyroid cancer thank you yeah medullary thyroid cancer yeah um humans have been taking this medication for a long time because they're diabetics have been getting this medication for a long time and we don't see the same links in humans interesting i'm going to take it back to what i said earlier is it ideal to take a medication to lose weight no but if you're not going to lose the weight otherwise it's far better to get leaner and healthier might we find some this medication is almost too good to be true i mean might we find something down the line that says hey everyone that took this medication like has like a third belly button, like a like second and third belly button now or something. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man, you know, but right now it's seems really great.
0: You're going to get those infomercials at 3 a.m. when yeah. you're sitting down yeah, having, yeah. stuffing your yeah. face with the popcorn and chocolate yeah. and ice yeah. cream. It says, have you taken Ozempic in the last 30 years? <laughs> <it's been> <laughs> you're entitled to a lawsuit. You may be hot. skinny,
1: pero call us uh, yeah. for 200 million.
0: Yeah. Cause that's, you know,
3: it's,
0: is it still trial and error with Ozempic or is it kind of,
3: I mean they know it works.
1: How long has it been used for weight loss?
3: For how long has it been FDA approved for weight loss? Probably a couple of years. Mm.
1: It was used
2: without FDA approval for many years. Well, it's
3: been used for diabetics for many years. For many years. Yeah. Now, but, yeah, but it
2: was FDA approved for diabetes, right? For a
1: long mm. time. So how does this affect because thyroid's hormones are, have a direct impact on weight gain, weight loss, right? So how does this affect the hormones?
3: It's not affecting your thyroid. I mean, we saw how it could affect, you know, medullary thyroid cancer, but it's not affecting your thyroid hormone production or anything. So it, does, okay.
1: it doesn't work with your hormonal system at all. It's based It does in
3: a way because it helps release some of the things that are going to keep you full. Those are also hormones, like mm-hmm. leptin, ghrelin, these sorts of things but it's not affecting your thyroid. You're right. Thyroid doesn't help you lose or gain weight. In fact, if someone's thyroid is too high or some of these bodybuilders that are trying to cut weight, will take excessive thyroid hormone, Mm -hmm. or if your thyroid is too low, you'll gain weight.
0: Thyroid, thyroid cancer and thyroid issues. Majority of the time it's, it's uh, predominantly in females, right?
3: Um, thyroid issues, especially the autoimmune type, Mm -hmm. um, all autoimmune stuff, all autoimmune diseases are more common in females.
0: Yeah, because I've noticed, like, I've never, I don't think I have ever heard of, like, for example, a male saying, Oh my God, I'm having issues with my thyroid. No, I have there. my thyroid it's removed. There. No, my, me personally. Yeah. Like, any individual that I know that either are on medication for thyroid issues or have had their thyroid removed and are on medication for the rest of their life are female.
1: Because most men don't menstruate. That's, yeah, not that's, not, that's,
3: not, that's not connected to your thyroid. That's why not true.
1: Well, menstruation affects your hormones, no?
3: It does. So hormones is a very broad term. I, I think the definition of hormone is just something that you make in one place and act somewhere else. Control something somewhere else. You have, you know, way more hormones than, than you know about in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, so then
1: why is it more common in females if it, it's not related to the menstruation? Um,
3: if you can figure that out, I think we'd make a lot of money together. Uh, I, I think mean, I don't I, know, maybe, just maybe, did. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> 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 men men I don't menstruate. <laughs> Only women menstruate. There's like a rheumatologist out there who's going to be like, I know why. And there is, maybe there's a reason. I, I don't really yeah. know why. You know, I think all autoimmune stuff is more common in females. I don't know why.
1: Because autoimmune is what's caused by inflammation, primarily. Primarily everything's caused by inflammation, mm. no?
3: So this is, a, this is a hot topic right now. So now in this day and age, with the internet and Instagram doctors and influencer doctors <laughs> and, and all this stuff. And people getting
2: Google all, helps too. Yeah,
3: yeah. All this information from all these different sources, plus, you know, combined with people just thinking everyone thinks that they're smarter than everyone else, it's a bad combination. You know? So so I right. so I I am I'm a MD, I'm a doctor who trained extra in integrative medicine and I cannot decipher right from wrong right now. Especially like this COVID was a great um example of this patients started coming in. Should I do this? Should I do that? Should I get this? I honestly, I'm like, I I really don't know. There's too much stuff out there. And, and my, you know, at this point, even with all my training, my thoughts are as good as yours. I mean, it's just impossible now.
1: See the the reason for, for example, the reason I, I, I say that it's not, um, I I am an Instagram doctor, but... uh, (laughs) uh, I remember, for example, there was a... I think he's still around. There was a herbalist around the uh, uh, San Dimas area who who his theory... And this is from... I think he's been talking about this for about 40 years now. uh, About yeast. Mm -hmm. His theory... And his approach was all based on yeast. Okay, he would try to. If you went to him, he would do functional tests on you, and then say, "Okay, you know, we need to decrease your yeast intake." And when you think about it, what is yeast used for? It's used for used for bread, and then beer, right? And the whole purpose of it is to activate activate grease. it, right? So. And now it's become gluten, right? Everything is gluten-free, yeah. you know, cut out gluten. But yeast itself, if, if, if I put yeast on, let's say, this, this machine and it expands it into 10x, what do you think that's doing in our body, for instance?
3: Yeah, but it's not going to do it to the machine. And our bodies are also not dough or bread. So, so you it's, don't, not gonna, it's not going to react the you same. You don't
1: think it's causing inflammation in the body?
3: Is it possible that yeast is causing inflammation in our bodies? Yeah, there are times where it does for sure, like different sorts of infections and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be inflammatory for sure. But my guess is this guy is somehow making money off of this and this is what he does in his office and wants to have as many people. What, like, what, if that was the answer...
1: Yeah. No, no, I'm not saying yeast is the answer. I'm bringing up this example... For inflammation. For inflammation, okay, yeah. Me. Because... I I, th- I think over the years of just, like I said, the last 25 years or so of just looking at different theories from Eastern Western medicine, inflammation seems to be the focal point of everything. Yeah. Um, and and even if, for example, if you look, if you, uh, Tom Brady, right? He wrote the book TB12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Majority of what's in TB12's book about his diet is all about him eating foods that are anti inflammatory. He he emphasizes, for example, he says, I don't eat tomatoes and strawberries. Why? Because it causes inflammation. Does it? I don't know. But one of the reasons why he, he played through his mid forties was because of the way he was according to him, was because of the way he had fine tuned his body, right? As far don't as Don't
2: you think that's person to person as well? I mean, if, if tomatoes,
3: something's inflammatory, it's multifactorial for sure. I mean, this no, guy man, spends a million dollars a year on his health. Of course, health, yeah, you know? yeah. And <clears throat> that might be true, but, and it's especially true if you have some sort of, um, you know, some sort of uh, allergy to something or, yeah. you know, sensitivity to something, which we can always test for very easily. Um, Tom Brady's a not a great example because he's, you know, the freak of all freaks. The dude, the dude right. you know. My guess is he was going to be a great quarterback for a very long time regardless, but I, I get what you're saying. And I think we're we're still learning is the answer to that. I think we're still definitely learning what's good for us, what's not good for us. This is just the, we're just kind of now opening the door to this like personalized medicine, you know, these things where we can test things just for you and make a diet just for you mm-hmm. and, you know, do dosing of these things just for you. And that's kind of what I do with my hormones. That's why I like the pellet so much and we can get into yeah. that as well that's very personalized.
0: Stephanie was actually mentioning, she said yeast can cause bad bacterial increase as well.
2: I don't know about bad bacterial increase, but... But what happened, like 30 years ago, you would never hear anyone say, oh, I have gluten allergies. Nobody, I've, you guys remember anyone saying no. they have gluten allergies 30 years ago? Didn't exist. Now, did it exist? We just didn't know about it? Did people have those same pains back then? Maybe, I didn't so have it.
1: Kind yeah. of like the ADHD thing. Right? I'm, but imagine today what,
2: everybody's uh, talking about
0: oh, how big is even, that
1: market, gluten-free market?
2: Huge! It's a—it's exactly what it is. It's a
0: market.
1: How big is it? That's the thing, right? Bro, it's, it's like
0: the—it's right. like the fat-free market that took place a couple years ago, where everything was fat-free, fat-free yogurt, fat-free milk. What fat-free do they replace the fat with? Sugar? Sugar.
3: It's a little different because the fat-free stuff is was a thought. They're like, hey, we're gonna lose weight, we're gonna we're gonna get healthier, but gluten. People are definitely allergic to gluten. Like we know that. For what sure. what
2: is gluten? What, what is it?
3: Gluten is what makes bread stretchy. That's why gluten free bread is like falls apart really easily. It's mm-hmm. like not fun. Doesn't feel good in your mouth. It's like, like sand. When, yeah, <laughs> cardboard. When you, when you want that really good like pizza dough that stretches, yeah. it's really, you know, has a lot of gluten in it. Now, in your body, in your intestines, you have these things that are that make it so that you're able to digest this well. Okay. Some people, for one reason or another, autoimmune disease don't have it. Okay, so the food goes into their, is into their stomach. Is it an enzyme or what is it? No, it's it's. Uh, oh, it's an is an enzyme it a protein? Yeah. The, no, no, the, no. Uh, I think it's. Someone everyone's gonna think I'm stupid. I don't know, <laughs> uh, but you can tell when they, they they the the true gold standard diagnostic test is a biopsy of your intestines, and they see if you have these villi, these little hairs, um, and if you don't have that, then you're truly like. So it's
1: um, not done through a stool test; it has to be.
3: No, no, the gold standard, meaning the last line yeah, to tell yeah. you, you know. But stool test, they can test for things, gliadin. I think it's, right. it's, it's what yeah. they're testing for. Um, so obviously there is a sizable population. I think there's a website called GFreeDating.com where you can meet other people that wow. are that are gluten free as are well. You <laughs> yeah, yeah. When
2: I see stuff like that, is when I'm like something else is going on over here.
3: M- maybe, but. My point is there are there is a population of people who cannot tolerate gluten, and anything that goes into your intestines that you are not absorbing is going to come out the other end in a much nastier way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're not digesting it, it's going to come out, giving you diarrhea, diarrhea. and abdominal pain. I right. mean, it's like la-
0: it's like when you're lactose intolerant. Exactly. So yeah. Gluten is another. Even factor. that, lactose
2: intolerant. We didn't have that thirty. Years. We well, just did Lactose intolerance
0: no, has been around. been around. Yeah, they just didn't lactose know. It's tolerance. just, here's the thing. When you would go to the bathroom and you would just shit everything you basically ate five minutes ago, you didn't realize, like, oh, I had a great bowel movement, but you didn't realize that. That's, should, so maybe you that, need shit, that, shit that, shit that shit's life.
2: running through you. Guess, what if you need that? What if your well, body actually needs that? Well, Doc, let me ask you this.
0: Me personally, from all the research that I've kind of read on as far as with weight loss and, uh, taking care of your body. Is it true that the main the main thing to do as far as helping yourself lose weight is to increase your metabolism? Basically, go from...
3: To lose uh, weight? To lose weight. The main thing that you can do is eat less calories.
0: Or have a faster metabolism.
3: Yes, but there is a theory to this. Again, I can't wait for all the people on, online to kind of hate hate me for this. If you have a car that sits in your garage from 1990 okay and another car that's been used every day let's see one car used very gently and another car same year same make same you model beat it up that's beat up okay, okay? they're both from 1990 mm-hmm. they're both the same car which one's older you know which one's gonna which one's gonna live longer the one that's being driven very lightly right correct the mm-hmm. one that's used less gasoline correct the one that's been has less mileage correct on it. So I think food's the same way. And there's a lot of data to point that eating less, being on a calorie-restricted diet, will make you live a significantly longer life, like 30% longer, sometimes even more. They, they, they have two groups of mice. They're brothers. They're from the same litter. Is, is it litter? Are mice litters? I think so. Well, yeah. oh, I don't know. So one group eats whatever they want. The other group is restricted to 60% of that. They live 30, 40% longer.
0: Because, so see, there's a, obviously there's so many fads that go around the ketogenic diet, yeah. the gluten free diet, yeah. the intermediate fasting. Yeah. So,
3: but intermittent fasting is just a way to generally reduce speaking,
0: calories,
1: right? Yeah.
3: In, most of, in, in some of the good studies, actually, something's interesting about that is that with intermittent fasting, even if you eat the same amount of calories, but just in that restricted time period, you still get some of the benefits. Because some of those benefits come with being hungry. Some of the activation, yeah. some of the activation of your um, genes that are going to help you live longer, actually get activated when you're hungry. So there's that little part of it that's different. But for the most part, I think the benefits are coming from eating less calories.
1: Look, look at it this way. One of one of the easiest things to, for example, when do you have the most amount of energy?
0: When do I have them early in the morning? morning? Probably in the early in the morning.
1: Is it before or after breakfast?
2: Before for
0: me. Because
1: because we're all different in that case too. Right, but no break. See, here's the thing. I think the term breakfast. Most people, when they say breakfast is the most important meal of the day, they don't understand Bullshit. what that means.
0: So you're breaking your fast. Right. So that's what it it's
1: is. how you break that fast that's important. Right. It's not about well, well you, you have to eat at 7 a.m. when you wake up. That's not what it means. It just means. When you break your fast, don't break it with Oreo cookies. Break it with, let's say, um, egg, an egg, or if you can do vegetables or well, fruits. You guys or saw avocado, what I what I made right? the
0: other day in the morning, with th- those wraps was, that I made. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, we
2: didn't taste it, but yeah. No, you didn't like, taste it, oh, but okay. see,
0: <laughs> I'm on. I'm uh, for the past, I think three months now. I've gone back to a very strict regimen as far as what I'm eating. Mm-hmm. So. I don't want to call it keto because it's not keto because I'm still eating fruits. I'm still eating certain vegetables. I'm still intaking a certain amount of uh, Of carbohydrates uh, daily. Mm. But I'm still watching, not physically watching, but uh, I'm watching everything that I'm eating and I'm feeling better. Like see, Armand was mentioning uh, breakfast, right? If I don't have breakfast before I leave the house... I feel groggy. It's I probably feel, because you're
3: used to eating breakfast though. Yeah. There, there is something...
0: Possibly, but for me to take 15, 20 minutes from my morning to make my coffee, to make my eggs, my wraps, whatever it is that I'm making, and to just literally just have that breakfast and have my coffee before I leave the house, yeah. I feel much more energetic. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. how my wife is. But if I eat breakfast, I'm three hours later, I'm hungry. I, if, think, I think people yeah. get yeah. used
3: to... Yeah. eating at certain times and you know that's that's for sure we know that like so, you know Pavlov's dog they ring the they ring the bell they feed the dog they ring the bell they feed the they feed the dog and then they ring the bell and they don't feed the dog the dog's mouth is watering yeah right yeah it's the same but, with us
1: but the example i was bringing up when do you feel your best i don't think anybody feels their best after eating
0: depends on what you eat no,
2: it doesn't.
1: There's not matter. much.
0: Absolutely. It, it does. No, it does.
1: Absolutely but- it does.
0: Let me, let me give you one of the best examples. One of my colleagues and I went to Harris' place for a sandwich. Mm-hmm. I haven't had one of, it's very, by the way, it's a very, very delicious sandwich. It's a, a brisket cut pastrami sandwich. I like that. Where is I can, it's on, a, it's <laughs> in Glendale. T- 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 can t- t- I tell t- you guys, t- I'm, t- like, t- a I'm
3: like a pastrami connoisseur. Are man. you serious? You are serious? Like you serious? Okay, you gotta go try this. Like my, my favorite thing. Me and my dad used to like, that was our thing. Like, are like dads and sons play like catch or something like let's find to, the nearest okay. pastrami, <laughs> pastrami sandwiches <laughs> <laughs> there's two pastrami sandwiches you need to have number one is we're his... going there after the show. this this yeah. is much more important than whatever we're talking <laughs> yeah, yeah, about yeah.
0: Here. so corner market <laughs> okay uh that's one pastrami you gotta yeah. have very very and good there's, like there's another classic. one like literally next,
3: on, next to us pastrami on rye is what i like you know like rye? rye. okay oh. then you got to go
0: to langer's deluxe oh that's my favorite don't get me started dude number 19
3: oh my goodness Yo, I li- I've lived in New York and I've, I've had everything. Really? What was the famous one cats, in New York? Cats. Doesn't cats, yeah, yeah. this shit on Cats, Langer's? Cats is very, very good. Very good. But Langer's is like the same quality pastrami cut similarly, except their bread is also like fresh and soft and warm. Instead of Cats gives you this like two-day-old bread, I feel like. And also, cats, you got to wait in line and everyone's mean and rude and there's like sawdust on the floor. (laughs) Always construction there. Well, well, no, I mean, they they literally, I think it's like you stand in line to like get your food. Whereas at Langer's, you sit down, like, how can I help you? Would you like an iced tea? Yes. Mm. Oh, man. Langer's Langer's. number 19. I don't know about the bread, Langer's, please sponsor me. (laughs) (laughs) I know we (laughs) talked about calorie restricted (laughs) diets and everything, but I I like
2: GML's, which is pretty much on our block. I love their. No,
0: it's too, f- it's too fatty. I love it. GML it used like to like be the bacon. 30 years ago now. It's still great. But anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so we went, to, we went to the corner market and, you know, he was like, he loves that place as well. And he was like, oh, I can't wait to have their sandwich. I'm like, look, you can have their sandwich, but don't judge me. Um, he makes me the pastrami sandwich, but without the bread. He yeah. makes it a salad for me.
3: Yeah.
0: So he was like, well, why? I'm like, well, you know, I told you this is what I'm doing right now. And he was like, well, I'm going to try it with you. I go, okay, cool. So we sat down, we, we both ate the pastrami salad Mm -hmm. and then he looked at me. He goes, Oh my God. He goes, I feel so much lighter. He goes, I I don't feel as heavy. I don't feel like I got to take a nap. I'm like, you know what it's It's from, right? Lighter
3: than what though? Lighter than if you'd eaten a sandwich. Yes. So I go,
0: what do you think it was from? And he goes, it was the bread. So the carbohydrate that you intake, it slows you down. And he's like, I would always want to take a nap after I would
3: eat like, like something heavy. There's a term for this. Um, it's like the honeymoon. Fa- I forget exactly what they call it, but it's like people who feel so good once they go vegan, for example, it might not be that they're not eating any animal products. It might be that they're no longer eating at McDonald's because there's nothing at McDonald's that they can eat that's vegan. Yeah. So they feel really good all of a sudden.
0: Mm, not necessarily because I, w- I was a Taco Bell freak. You know what I would do now? I would get. A- I would go to Taco Bell. I'd be like, give me your chipotle chicken uh, wrap, but no tortilla put it inside of a bowl
1: and I would eat it out of the bowl. Yeah. But ultimately, again, you can just have one avocado. Of course, you're going to feel better than having just even a pastrami salad. Right. But the point I'm trying to make is going back to the doctor's theory of um, when you, you keep your body hungry, your cells revitalize is because we feel the best when we're a little bit hungry ourselves. That's where our our energies top-notch, I'm not talking about athletes. Athletes have to eat a lot of carbs before games. They have specific things they eat before a game. because well, Yeah, they're going to burn all that right. off within but the first 15 the, minutes. Yeah, but for the average person, we feel, I think we're at optimal. Our brain and everything is functioning at its highest level when we are hungry. And that that's why I think it's important now that intermittent fasting has become this new phenomenon. Um, and again, I don't think that even that's for everybody.
3: No, I tried it. I it know, I, it, um, did, it didn't work for me. I think especially. Uh, I think men do especially well on it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that that's that why explains it all. Already. That's yeah, that why
3: you thanks, doc. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> you guys didn't catch. I them, just got that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I identify as female yeah. today. Well, oh, not man. that not that I think about it, and <laughs> adds on to something. I don't know. <laughs> Guys, we well, might have our first female. And now I'm I was trying to, to think that? of
3: all the diets that's worked See? for
1: him.
2: I've been saying it for years. These guys didn't believe me. Mm,
3: so to end this point, semaglutide works really well to lose weight. Really, really well. I mean, these these medications. The Ozempic shot. Ozempic, yeah. we go yeah. v, Manjaro. It's really hard to get these days because everyone wants it and it's really expensive. We can get compounded versions of it meaning like a smaller pharmacy makes it and sends it to the you. actual injection or same, same medicine yeah. yeah um for much cheaper um but it works wonderfully and so far seems too good to be true i don't know
0: have there been case studies done as far as it being related to cancer though
3: case studies they've done large and but-
0: like like for example from for every hundred patients how many of them or, or or is there is there any study done like that on I it I don't
3: so because of the mouse the rodent study if someone has had um you know certain types of cancer in their family or pancreatitis or something like that I won't give it to them but other than that it seems really reasonable okay. if if you're trying other things and it's just not working for you it's it's better to get thinner leaner somehow okay hmm. All right. Do well, we have any
0: questions from the audience before we jump into testosterone?
3: Ooh. That's, that's been coming up in the chat. Testosterone? Yeah. yeah. All right, let's do it.
0: And by the way, AA, I don't know who that is, but breaking your coffee, break, uh, drinking coffee in the morning without creamer does not break your fast. If you add creamer to it, your fast is done.
3: I think you can add a small amount of heavy cream because that's just like adding butter. There's no carbs in it. Yeah. If you're trying to do the...
0: Bulletproof uh, coffee.
3: Yeah. If, if if you're trying to stay in like ketosis, you can theoretically with a small amount of fat, but yeah. once you put milk in there, you start adding carbs. It. It,
2: but if coffee, for example, just black, yeah, coffee is still going into your system. You're yeah, still but it has, no, it has no calories. It has nothing. Because
0: remember, the coffee, coffee and tea is basically water being filtered through either the coffee grains or the tea leaves, and it just gives it a flavor and gives it a color there is or no put
1: mustard in it mustard doesn't have any calories
0: no
3: yeah. or or take no he, would his, go point, great with his point coffee. is the same like uh, yeah like you can take a medicine you know you can you can dilute your medicine in water it has no calories you know what i mean makes sense. that's basically what it is yeah
0: uh okay Testosterone. Yeah. Now, are we talking about testosterone or like testosterone replacement therapy? Is that what you specialize
3: in? Kind of. So, we're talking about testosterone, which we also use for testosterone replacement therapy. So, TRT, basically. Yes.
0: Okay. So, in a female, now a lot of shit's been going on recently yeah. in society where, you know, females are jumping on, you know, testosterone uh, in is order different. to. Okay. So, that's where we kind of want to understand how much of this is being injected or you know, taken by a female in order to achieve whatever goals it is that they're trying to achieve.
3: Okay, so testosterone, testosterone therapy for females has gotten very popular over the past few years, especially in the pellet form, which is a little tic-tac that I place under your skin. It lasts four months and it dissolves on its own.
1: So this is like a little pellet you inject under the skin, near the hip, right? Is that that's where it goes? That's okay. correct, yeah. So what, what, what's in that pellet?
3: Good question. So what I use is 100% bioidentical testosterone, and for women I use bioidentical estradiol, estrogen. Meaning it is exactly the same molecular structure that your body has always made and used of testosterone and or estradiol. There's no difference. They take a yam, they pull a steroid out of it, don't ask me how, I don't know, and then they engineer it so that it's exactly the same molecular structure. When you inject testosterone, for example, injectable liquid, mm-hmm. almost always you're te- you're injecting something called testosterone, cipionate or testosterone, enanthate, testosterone, undecanoate, they have all these different names. The reason they have these different names is because it's no longer pure testosterone anymore. They've changed the structure so that it hasn't <clears throat> Longer shelf life in the bottle yeah. or half-life once they inject it into you, right? Because once they inject it into you, if it's pure testosterone, it'll likely just burn off, take you up high and break you back down. So this has chemical bonds. It breaks down chemically over time.
1: The pellets do.
3: No, the injectable. The injection. That's yeah. its way of not all kind of getting mm-hmm. absorbed. The pellets are pure testosterone. They break down from uh, physical erosion of blood passing over the pellet. So if you need more, you get a little more. If you're not as active, you get a little bit less. So Mm.
1: it's automatically controlled.
3: Well, it's controlled by your your body's blood flow. Blood flow. Okay. And it's, you know, it's like the difference between using pure gasoline in your car and like garbage gasoline. Like what's this leftover thing? It's firing receptors. It looks similar enough to testosterone to make your body think it's testosterone. But like there is this impurity in there. Mm -hmm. Because
1: see, I've talked about that, the pellets with other... Integrative dog. And this, is, and this is the most difficult part, I think, for the consumer, for the public, is how do you choose what's right for you? Because you talk to other physicians, they say, I don't like the pellets because you don't have control over the dosing. You're saying the dosing is controlled via your own bloodstream and what your own body system needs. Well, which-
3: I also, dependent on each patient, I put a different amount in there. Based on your labs, your needs, your activity level, your mm-hmm. goals, um, your you know, I, I'm not giving everyone the same amounts. So that's that's the best part. So you can
1: adjust the dosage in the pellet. Absolutely. Now, what happens? Let's say, for example, I take I, you put the pellet in me, and then uh, a month later, I don't need it. Are you able to take the pellet out? No, you can't. No. So you you're stuck with it for at least four months.
3: Well, you have to remember the first set of pellets, testosterone takes six weeks to start building up into your body. When, when I start, you know, every four months, put new pellets in. You're going to keep you at that nice sweet spot that you want to be at. Mm -hmm. But if you don't like the first set, you're only going to feel that first set for a little over a month because it takes six weeks for it to build up and then you start to feel it and then it starts falling back down. So it's not going to be like a lifetime or anything. And let me tell you, Almost never does someone say, I didn't like the way that felt.
2: What Um, kind of feeling are people getting from that?
3: Good question. First and foremost, the sexual benefits of this are like third line. You know, the most important part is sharp uh, mental acuity, sharpness. So a lot of my patients are either like, executives that go meeting to meeting, and they're like, oh, I felt good. Boom, boom, boom. Ready for the next one, ready for the next one. It gives you- Because gives, of these pellets. It gives you your mojo. You know, yeah. like, you know, you feel more confident. You feel like a sharper, better version of yourself, right? There's something called anhedonia. A lot of people think that testosterone is related to depression. It's not actual. If you're clinically depressed, it's not your testosterone. But it can make you feel down. Anhedonia, meaning without- Pleasure, a hedon, right? Hedon is like pleasure. It's the it's the guy who used to love taking his wife out, going to play sports with his friends, you know, going to do whatever activity it was, who now just rather watch TV at home and doesn't really want to do the same things that he used to do. And he thinks, oh, like my wife is just less attractive and I'm getting older, but that's not true. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. So it makes sense. So so it corrects anhedonia really well. Mm. It gives you, it gives you a, a zest for life again. Okay.
2: Would that be something, you know, we were just talking about uh, after we eat, maybe for me, lunchtime, mm. it doesn't matter. I could be eat a salad or I could eat a nice chunky meal. 30 minutes after You're going I going down. eat, I need a five minute napper. I, I can't do it without it.
3: Simple. So, so kind of on what he was <laughs> saying, tortillas and stuff like that, carbs yeah. definitely do that because it raises your insulin and gives you that crash. So, you know, avoiding eating a big meal and avoiding carbs can help with, with that part of it. Testosterone gives you more energy. But if you're like, hey, I need a nap. Like, yeah, I hear a lot of people say I don't need my nap anymore. Okay. You know?
1: so, so It makes sense. Now, if it's a compound of different, what would you call it? <laughs> Not chemicals, right? In the pellets? What, what? It's
3: just pure testosterone and pure estradiol.
1: Is it only used mm-hmm. for testosterone or other, it treats other things too?
3: I mean, we can t- talk about the other benefits of testosterone.
1: No, no, no. As far as that's the only use pellets have is uh, for testosterone or estrogen. Or or can you put, for oh, example, there are, there are other... insulin in it? Or wh- what so... what other compounds can go in it? Because some, some of the things I read about the pellets uh, that were kind of concerns as well is, okay, let's say you compound it and you put multiple things in there. You could put multiple things right? in there. And yeah. and then once the pellet's inserted, yeah. how do you know, that if you have adverse effects, yeah. how do you know which one of those compounds is causing the adverse effect, right? I
3: mean, maybe based on the adverse effects. If if my adverse effect is that, like, you know, I'm losing hair on my head or something, I can know that, that, that that's potentially from testosterone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying?
1: And then how I, do you reverse that at I, that point if you can't take it out?
3: There are ways. So there are different medications that you can use that block the effects of testosterone, especially on your hair. For, mm. You know, every, everything has a, a counter. I try not to do that, and I try to dose conservatively, especially yeah. to start. I'm very conservative when I start. But again, these aren't. I'm not making up these numbers. They're based on you. Right. So typically speaking, my first dose is pretty darn accurate. You know, after your first set of pellets, six weeks later, when you're peaking, I check your labs again. I told you I'm heavy-handed with my labs. Yeah, I'll check your labs again. I'm checking not only your testosterone and estrogen levels, but I'm checking the other things that could get messed up from being on testosterone and or estrogen.
2: And are these labs in-house labs or you send the patient offer, out for labs and bring them back?
3: I offer my patients um, either one. I test all these labs in my office for 199 bucks. We don't touch your insurance. Believe me, we're not making much money off that. That's just a service that we offer to our patients. Or if you want to use your insurance, I'll give you a lab slip and go use your insurance. I'm not trying to make money off off this stuff. You know what I mean? So, um, is that right? I I, I don't add anything to my pellets. I get pure testosterone and pure estradiol. I don't add anything else. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so
1: are there any risks of infections or any other adverse effects when you Uh, do that? Yeah.
3: Anytime you, anytime you introduce a needle, a needle into someone's body, you always have a risk of bleeding or infection. It's super rare, you know. Uh, from time to time, you have like a male does something. It's called an extrusion where they want to like dispel one of the pellets. Almost, I've never seen it happen to a woman um, because women have where we where we place them. Women have way more fat and less mm-hmm. muscle. You know? So it's so, the hips. Yeah, it's like where the butt meets the hip, kind of upper butt meets the, you know, lower hip. I see lower back, soft tissue into the fat
1: because there's there's what? three or I guess four ways of increasing testosterone injections, right? Topical oral or pellets. Yeah. Is that, Mm -hmm. and with your experience, the most effective is pellets as far as healthy maintenance, being able to sustain it.
3: Yeah. So everyone is very opinionated on this, right? I offer all the different forms at my office. The pellets are my favorite. I believe in them. I teach other doctors. Every six weeks, we have ten doctors come to my office. I show them how to do this. Um, so one of the other benefits of pellets over the other forms is, once we get you up, you know, we want to keep you in this zone. Depending on your male or female, the the number changes. But this is this. Let's say you're on a graph, and you know this little. I'm to keep you in this nice little zone. I don't want you to go too high above it or too low below it. If we're doing injections, you know, some doctors like, oh, I don't want this guy to have to inject every, you know twice a week or once a week. I'm gonna give you a big shot every two weeks. And you'll come you'll go way higher than you're supposed to go and then you'll come crashing way lower than you're supposed yeah. to you'll feel you'll feel crappy before your next injection. Or they'll do once every week. Really truly if you're doing testosterone sipionate, which is the most common in America injections, it should be twice a week at least. A lot of these bodybuilders do a little bit every day. Because the half life is about three days, you know, so you you want it to you want to keep it in that sweet spot. When you go too high up is when you start having side effects, hair loss, acne, you know, aggression, uh, making too much estrogen, um, you know, because testosterone.
1: testicles.
3: That's always going to happen if yeah. you're on testosterone unless you do something to block that. Your
1: boobs that. will grow for sure.
3: We'll, we'll, we'll talk, we'll, that, that's a possibility if you're not yeah, careful. That's, that, I know. You know? So um, that does a good job twice a week, pretty decent, you know. Once you start getting into topicals, it's hard to measure. It's you know, you're going up and down every single day. Um, I I don't topicals are my least favorite form, to be mm-hmm. honest. <clears throat> so with the injections, they're de- they work decently well. They're not bioidentical, but they work well. The pellets, you get that benefit, plus they're bioidentical. Also, you're not peaking and troughing before your next injection. So what I was saying is that when you peak is is when you start making causing more of your side effects. Testosterone converts into something called DHT, dihydrotestosterone. Have you guys ever heard of that? Yeah. Good. Are you guys anyone on propicia? No. Okay. So propicia is a 5 alpha reductase inhibitor. 5 alpha reductase is the enzyme that converts testosterone into DHT. DHT is what acts on your hair and your prostate. It swells your prostate and it makes you lose your hair. That's why only men lose their hair because of testosterone okay when you're peaking is when you're making more you're kind of overflowing into your DHT you can block it fine but most men like the feeling of having some DHT it's that gives you that like inner kind of gorilla feeling right so if you have to block it, if someone's losing hair you know you can do that but if you don't have to let it go and enjoy the DHT effects
0: yeah but to you know people who do get on uh, uh, propecia?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of the times, they go through erectile dysfunction.
3: That's that's why. Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like it's really rare, by the way. But everyone thinks it's like, it happens to everyone. It's pretty. It, rare. It's
0: look, it's it's rare, but there. You know, do you want to take a gamble for it? It's not permanent. You can try it. Well, start. that's the thing, man. There's there's been I don't want to say studies done, but there's people who have done interviews where they've gone on propecia and then they've stopped it because they felt. Weird, okay, and you know that whole gorilla feeling you're talking about, as far as like, oh, you know, like that mask, that masculine kind of uh, Mm -hmm. sex drive that you had, it goes away, and then you go through erectile dysfunction, and you're like, you know what, screw this. They try to get off of it, but then there's like permanent effects. No,
3: no, that's just that's a specific person that had a specific case. Yeah, I know,
0: I know, but again, it's like when you're, you know, as as somebody, for example, who does go through, you know, hair loss, and you want to go through. Propicia, you have to take into consideration that you might fall into that category.
3: Dude, I don't think that was the medication that did that to them then, if that's the case. Because this medication only works for a short period of time. See, you gotta is, take one every single yeah, day to make Remember, this thing remember
0: work. we talked about HIMS, right? Yeah. That you you were saying like they have like thousands upon thousands of patients, yeah, right? Hymns yeah. is a hair loss company. They, they give you they they give you monoxidil. Yeah. They give you Propicia. Yeah. they give you all these topicals and all this shampoos and stuff yeah. in order to stop hair loss. HIMSS has a disclaimer when you do take their oral medications that it may cause erectile dysfunction. Yeah. Now, again, it might be a disclosure as far as them protecting themselves. Yeah, but
3: They probably pay $40 million a year in lawyer fees yeah, to do but stuff it's, like that. It's
0: kind of like it's, uh, you know, Propecia is known to cause, you know, erectile dysfunction and while lack of se- yeah lack of sex drive
3: while you're on it yeah but i mean for a small percentage. so how so
0: how long does it take you to get off of it or to wean off of
3: it i'd say days to weeks really yeah
0: so i mean you stop taking it within weeks you're basically your liver and your and your body's flushed out
3: of its system yeah i don't know the exact but i would say something around there
0: See, that's that's what I would want to know, because, you know,
3: you can I can I can look it up on my phone. Yeah, no. We're, we're,
0: yeah, I'll 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 look it up as yeah. well. But th- that's that's the biggest concern because uh, majority of people are now doing exosome uh, injections yeah. for hair loss. Yeah,
3: I do PRP and exosome. Yeah, office, PRP, yeah.
0: exosome,
3: stem cell. But this is in addition to I mean, I, I think if anyone's like, hey, I'm losing my hair. The first line is Rogaine and Propecia. Yeah, right but now.
0: minoxidil, which is Rogaine, yeah. and depending on the, you know, milligrams that you're taking or actually putting on your hair, mm-hmm. like five percent of minoxidil, a lot of people don't know that it also causes heart palpitations because it originally it was a blood pressure medication. Mm-hmm. So it's a
3: vasodilator, so it yeah. o- it, op- it opens up the blood Correct. vessels. It yeah. opens up
0: blood vessels. It lets blood flow into the hair follicle, creating thicker hair. Are but you again, sure you're not on
3: this stuff because you know a lot about this stuff. I've man.
0: researched enough about it. That's okay. why I said okay. <laughs> you should pull that out.
1: Yeah, yeah. So.
3: <laughs> you know, you know a lot about this stuff. So yeah. tell us
1: about the erectile dysfunction. How does that uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's this, blue, this blue pill you
0: take? No, I, I, recent, I recently had uh, exosome, PRP, and stem cell injections as well, okay. which, which is something that helps me. How did, well, how did, how did it do for you? It, it helps me. Like, oh, well, both my brothers are bald. Awesome, like completely bald. Okay, again, I'm wearing a hat today because I haven't styled my hair. But uh, it's It's it. Yeah, Yeah, because I.
2: How old are you again? Give this guy a break.
0: They 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 tend to bust my balls. But see, again, minoxidil, five percent minoxidil. uh, One thing, one of the side effects is heart palpitations, Mm -hmm. which is one of the reasons why I didn't want to. Do monoxidil is because
3: it doesn't mean you're gonna have heart attacks. No, 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 it's a possibility. It's a possibility, and if you're that important to you, then it might be worth the possibility. Yeah, I know, but is your dad important? My
0: my family had my family has a history of uh heart attacks. Yeah, my uncle passed away at a very young age, my grandfather passed away at a very young age, so we take that very, very seriously. Yeah, so
1: <laughs> it's like, my family has a history of baldness and heart attacks. Yeah. <laughs> gotta, so, I got to choose one of the here's other. Here's right?
0: the yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, here's the so minoxidil, the heart palpitations, I was like, no, there's no way. And then finasteride, erectile destruction. I'm like, eh, that's not happening either. So I went with the exosome yeah, stem cell, yeah. uh, PRP, shove us a
1: repository in there, It'll balance things out, bro.
3: So, so I've they, said too much. The other option <laughs> is is they make a topical version of Finasteride, okay? Yeah, you can do that. It's a spray on. Look,
2: John has a good question. Armand, read it. Last one.
1: He says, uh, How many office visits does this therapy entail? Um, are the labs done on the same day as the pellets, or you have to come back another
3: day? Definitely have to come back. So One option is you reach out to us and we'll send you the labs to be done before you come in. And then theoretically, if everything looks in order, we can do same day pellets. Yeah. I I store the pellets at my office so I can dispense them as needed. Um, But most people come in, we talk about your goals, what you want to get out of this, uh, what I think I can do. I give you options and then you do labs and come back later. I get the the results from the labs in like two days. We do them at my office.
1: Well, the reason I think he asked is because your your office is in Newport Beach, right? Yeah.
3: And I can do telemedicine for for anything except for when we're putting the pellets in. Yeah,
1: pellets in. Okay. Now, why why is... Because if you look at testosterone levels, there's a lot of numbers out there. But it seems like the consensus is it's been dropping down by 1% a year, right? So if you look at
3: individual so, so that stat is, is within an individual after the age of like 25 or 30 you drop one percent per year in your testosterone level but as a whole right generation by generation we're having lower dramatically lower and lower testosterone
1: levels. because that that's not we keep on using the term epidemic but i think with men that's another epidemic yeah. is is our that's, grandfather. That's
2: actually humani- humanitarian <laughs> epidemic right there. It's not about men.
3: Well, that, that might not be the whole world. I think that's just us.
1: No, on a global uh, scale, global too. It's like good. our grandfathers. You're average, about like
3: in In like some tribal country, some tribal city or somewhere no, like tribal? No, I, don't, I don't like, think it's
1: happening there. Europe. No, I'm talking about Europe, the Middle, Middle yeah, East, yeah, Europe, yeah. wherever. Yeah, because our grandfathers, I think, average testosterone was about 800. Yeah, right now, like that, it's though. in the mid 200s hours you mean our generation Average uh,
3: maybe a little bit higher than that but not much i mean like that 300 i see guys I mean, you're right i see guys in their 20s and 30s with low testosterone 200s all the so time. i mean wha- i see all the what is
1: that from though is it the environmental <laughs> yeah. exposure is it crap in our water, water yeah. is it areas. all the processed foods it's is a really it, good question
3: you yeah. it's a really really good question and i think uh, it's multifactorial So I do think, first and foremost, the type of work that men do now compared to what our dads did and what their dads did is dramatically different. The amount of time they spend outside working with their hands, doing things that are physically hard uh, compared to sitting on a computer like this all day, it's it's a different world. Huge difference, right? It's a different world. So that's one part. The types of foods that we eat and how much we eat. Again, I think I think being a little hungry is good for your testosterone. You know, I think eating less um, sugars is probably good for your testosterone. And I think just eating less and more nutritious food—what we were talking about earlier—you know, getting adequate nutrition from our food instead of eating all these calories. You know, like a like a, like a Coca-Cola, like it's a ton of calories with zero nutrition in it. You know what right. I mean? Plus, uh, there's chemicals in it. Yeah, it's not even. And then, which brings me to, yeah. the, to the next thing, which is like environmental factors, toxins, exposures. You know, plastics is a huge one. Huge. Um, great book. Uh, Shauna or Shana Swan. I can't. S, I think it's S H A N A. I could be wrong about <clears throat> about her first name. She has a book called Countdown.
1: Yeah.
3: And it's mostly about how plastics are making women uh, less fertile and also causing men's testosterone mm-hmm. to Dramatically decline uh, the phthalates, uh, BPA. When the things, mm-hmm. they say things are BPA free, it's the BPA is mostly what she's talking about. Phthalates with a, with a P, right?
1: Yeah. Because if you look at the grocery aisles again from 60 years ago, everything was in a glass bottle. Yeah. Now almost everything's in a plastic bottle.
3: Oh, even if it's in a like a carton or a or aluminum can, it's lined with like some sort of plastic. plastic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you look at
2: your milk carton now. You get. It looks like a paper. Oh, how but many times have you been to someone's is...
3: house and the spatula is like melted from like rubbing yeah. it on the hand? <laughs> where's that? Where's the plastic? Yeah, right? to the plastic. where's the rest <laughs> of
1: it? You've consumed it over you the had, years, you yeah. Had.
2: And we used to the spatulas like growing up. Ours was like either wood or metal. Now yeah. no one's using that.
3: Well, I mean, I think people again. I think the, the pendulum's swinging. I think people are wising up. Now everyone's getting either silicone or metal, or stainless, or or back to wood or something like that.
1: And these are. Th- for example, olive oil, and, or a lot of different things that we buy, I, I make it a point, don't buy it in a plastic bottle. Especially olive oil, why would you buy olive oil in Plast. a plastic bottle? Plast. Anything in a plastic bottle, you don't know when that was processed, when it was packaged, and how Look long it's the been bottle sitting. Water sitting there.
3: Industry, it man. might tell you when it was packaged, but still, it's, yeah. Who
2: checks? and look at the water bottle industry man that same bottled water has gone from three different warehouses sat under the sun different
1: temperatures different of course been
2: warmed up and cooled down which what that does the water starts uh taking on that plastic becomes part of the water you drink it yeah Yeah.
1: so so you don't think any of this has to do with intentional depopulation as far as why are the testosterone levels the what of the population? Depopulation. Like uh, you said the intentional. In, intentional. Oh. Yeah.
3: Um what like some like government conspiracy type thing? Is that what Without we're talking the about? Conspiracy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean no, realistically like fluoride in our water type stuff.
0: Oh, it's there. Turning frogs gay. <laughs> yeah do <laughs> not
3: I d I, I don't I don't think uh no. I, I don't think the government's See, pushing our testosterone. I think it's a byproduct of other crap that
2: how about obesity now we're talking about it right obesity could be affecting the number of women getting pregnant more than what we're talking about could right be. yeah could be think about that uh, PCOS. The, the, yeah. the food and drug
0: administration is beyond beyond in my opinion corrupt as hell man when you look at a lot of the food and stuff that comes in from foreign countries there are chemicals and there are ingredients that the united states bans that these foreign countries
1: are the actually, other way around
2: no 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 look at heinz ketchup bro the Can canadian heinz ketchup in the u.s one is completely oh, the, like color guys, guys taste kids? yeah we yeah. all have two kids each
3: um have you ever like noticed what's allowed in america for in terms of um formula compared to yeah oh yeah of, yeah of Ridiculous. course
0: Ridiculous. see like Corn corn syrup is used in the United States a lot, whereas in Europe they don't use corn syrup. Man, they use actual right. sugar, and corn syrup is a cheaper alternative for sugar. And what do they do? They stick that shit. Anything you see with corn
1: syrup in it, honestly, people stay away from that, it. That's that's S- stays in your system. That's there. part of the look. Uh, I'm a capitalist, right? I think we all are, but. That's the downfall of capitalism is because one of the reasons why it's profit. uh, Yeah. One of the reasons why um, fructose syrup and all that crap was introduced.
0: fructose corn syrup. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, that was introduced by Pepsi and Coca-Cola because they were using cane sugar before. Yeah. And the margins were uh, Coca-Cola actually introduced it when Pepsi came out and they did the test taste test. Yeah. Coca-Cola, the chemist who was from, um, I think Colombia or somewhere, he said, "You know, we can make ours taste like Pepsi by using high fructose syrup, and it'll increase our profit margins." So that's how that's that's how it was introduced on yeah. a mass scale here. But I mean, but see, you, if it, got
0: you have to have the consumer in order to buy your product, and if you're killing the consumer, what good is your well, product? Eventually? They're not
1: killing the consumer. I think what they're doing is they're making them chronically ill well they're putting it in everything helping right. another industry it's chronic
0: Ma- maple syrup is another industry as well maple syrup real true maple syrup comes from Canada. a maple tree from Canada Look, majority where, of the time but is.
1: where would farmers here's when I was in Vegas this last weekend right because I, I don't have cable TV at home we just you know whatever we do is streamed so you're sitting in the hotel daytime I didn't watch regular TV in years bro um without exaggeration 8 out of 10 commercials were pharmaceutical 8 out of 10 like every sin- do you have are you suffering from psoriasis Take them for profit then. You got and, a good voice for that. you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you
3: it's should like, do that though. If <laughs> any of these companies need us, <laughs> <both> <laughs> right. Right. are you suffering
1: from <laughs> <laughs> No? Every single I, I swear every commercial, not even every other. It was like four pharmaceuticals and then one cereal. And then it was four pharmaceuticals. Which is the
2: farm the, pharma, the pharmaceutical and the cereal it's are the in the same, the same crap. crap. <laughs> and
1: and that's the thing. When you say, Well, are they killing off? No, they're not killing off the consumer, they're just making them lifelong customers. To make sure, you know. I have noticed something in the
2: commercials. Sorry, Armand. So the cereal. Now cereal companies are pushing for you to eat cereal at night. It's really? the strangest thing I've
1: seen. Really? Yeah, man. It
2: they're,
3: increases testosterone. No,
1: it's, it's probably no, the, the intermittent fasting is killing they're them. They're
2: pushing it. So you can have cereal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner is what they're telling you in their commercials. Now. I think you hit it on the
0: nail on the head. Maybe,
1: maybe. What was it?
3: Oh, the intermittent, the
1: intermittent
0: fasting. Uh, People
3: aren't eating as much breakfast.
1: Well,
0: not only that, I think it's. I think it's these cereals are so full of sugar, man. That's what it Most is. From the honey nut Cheerios, what, is to, what
1: what is it made of? What's a cereal made of? It's it's basically wheat sugar it's
3: and a just, grain. Based. Yeah, it's a grain it? based thing. That's what. But you is. can make it from anything. There's a there's a brand that's actually awesome. I give it to my kids. Called I think it's called Lovebird. It's a rip-off. It's like 10 bucks a box or something. Oh, but, is but it, It's yeah, not in a box though, right? It is in a box. But isn't it like are, a paper bag? No, it's a no? brown box. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the ingredients are like far superior yeah. to any of this other stuff. But it's not like... You know, salmon and... <laughs> well, no, I mean, well, like, it's not like, dog food. <laughs> it's fucking cereal. <laughs> they, they have something that's similar to like Honey Nut Cheerios. But like you see, you open up the box and like they're all kind of clumped together and stuck to... You have to like, kind of break them up because they don't have... Whatever chemical yeah, she yeah, goes, yeah, is yeah. using to like make sure that they all. My start. wife
1: had bought some. That's why I'm saying. Yeah. I think her the one she had bought was in like these uh, paper type of. Bags instead of the uh, like, yeah, There's a dog on it. <laughs> we it was it. <laughs> it was There's,
3: there's it was herring terrible. in it. There's
1: salmon in it. Kid comes him. in
2: in the morning.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You did, boy.
3: You know. hey, testosterone for women. We didn't talk about it. Let's Seriously. go. We're getting yeah, yeah, into yeah. it. Oh, so testosterone for men. We talked about so stronger body, sharper mind, better sex are the are the main things, right? John, definitely. you heard that? Better sex, buddy. Yeah. So so definitely, you know leaner stronger more muscle less fat over time um your labs will even look better over time at first you'll have a little blip some of the stuff looks worse but over time
1: is it an is there an optimal level like men have like is it 500 800
3: for me depends on the man i think most places will just say okay 800 to a thousand or something bodybuilders get up to like two three thousand they do mega doses
1: that
0: i I don't think that's not natural is good for you no of course not no No, that's why you end up like uh coleman
3: yeah ronnie coleman (laughs) yeah that guy was a beast though um, so the body's capable of making, you know, 1200, even th- the highest I've seen is actually a doctor that I work with who's totally natural. He's just a absolute beast of a human runs at 1270.
1: Naturally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. very
3: high. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a beast. But you, you, you look at him, he's on my Instagram actually doing the staiku. So if you want to look at him, be like, Oh, it makes sense. Okay. Most guys, sorry. How do you how
1: do you spell Styku?
3: S T Y K U. See now I'm giving Styku all this business. Can I, I shout out my own Instagram? Yeah, well? that's what <laughs> you're well, yeah. doing. No, right. True MD is the name of my uh, my um, my office. T R U M D. Yeah, True MD.
0: And if you guys go to our Instagram page, we're actually collaborating together. Awesome. So you could literally click on his True MD; it'll take you directly plus, to his page.
3: Yeah,
1: plus it'll be in the body of the uh, yeah. episode and yeah. all that too. Um, so.
3: The Instagram is, yeah, is at tru underscore md and then tru md dot com tru dot com is the website. Perfect. we will put that in the body as well. But Thanks.
0: going back, see, a lot of uh, this goes back to what we were, we were mentioning about fifteen minutes ago as far as this whole testosterone thing. Because, yeah. you know, this whole trans movement that's been going on with women taking testosterone, what level of testosterone are they taking in order to. Grow their beards, the body hair, and in fact, some of them actually lose their hair as well.
3: So I I haven't done this before for anyone transitioning. Uh, Thank God. Look, you're a true doctor. If you're an adult, (laughs) if if you're an adult, and you are, you know, psychologically intact, um, psychiatrically intact,
0: Uh
3: I'm okay. Like, if like you had an endocrinologist who's like, "This is how many milligrams you need," I would give it to you. No, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I would never treat a kid who's like trying to transition oh, or yeah, something of like course that. Was, not. That's very different for me.
0: So I mean what what is the levels of that individual sure. compared to what the females, actual females are actually
3: typically women are somewhere in the, you know, twenty to sixty range or something oh, like that. So it's much, 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 and much. Typically much, much they're less. they're giving a woman a man's dose. I don't know too much about this, but typically they're giving them a man's dose, which gets mm-hmm. them in, you know, somewhere close to eight hundred thousand or, or something like that.
2: I see. And that's, that's why they start growing hair. That's why they start to look like a man. To, I mean, yeah. I mean. So
0: you know, dropping it down that much to like twenty, you basically mentioned as far as levels. Dropping the man's down? No, 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 no. Females. I mean in, in you know, in injecting a woman with twenty to eighty, you said? Testosterone?
3: No. Typically women are at their levels. So oh no, no,
0: because I was asking you, for example, when you treat a woman, what do you guys
3: Oh what what do I give them? Yeah. That's a very, a very, very dependent. You know, in the form of pellets or injections. Pellets, let's say somewhere between fifty and a hundred milligrams. So per again, four it's months. still
0: much, much less than.
3: Oh, a man will give. You know, you, you give for the same amount of time sixteen hundred milligrams. Oh shit! You know? See, uh, so some some people give 2,000, two thousand, twenty-two hundred, twenty-four hundred, even milligrams. I'm not heavy-handed with my testosterone because I think you only need to get it up to a certain point in order to feel really good and get the benefits from it. And then you can kind of be on it for longer.
0: So quickly again, can you give us the benefits of a woman being on those?
3: On testosterone testosterone specifically?
1: Because you can answer that with this question in mind too. Uh, She says, I'm in my late 30s. I feel like my sex drive has kind of went down. I've lost weight and started working out. Am I too young to take testosterone? Um, You are a female, right? Because your screen name says... R thirty two queen.
2: queen. queen but, oh. But um, then the R thirty two threw me off. I mean, how many women are really interested in the R thirty two, you
3: know? I know one. Really? I know yeah. one. Okay.
2: Yeah.
3: So Great. so um, okay, late thirties. I'm not gonna say no. I, I like to wait until kind of forties typically, but for sure I treat people in the late thirties. If you're making estrogen on your own, I'm not gonna touch your estrogen. I'm not gonna give you any estrogen because now we're talking about ruining your own production of something. But if your testosterone is in the toilet, and I'm not going to ruin your own production of it, based on your labs and based on meeting you and talking about it, I will definitely, you know, there's a potential to give you a little bit of testosterone, give you a boost. And for women and sex drive, testosterone is a godsend. I have saved relationships. Check out my some of the people talking. I think one of the most recent... Um, stories on my Instagram. was an stories. older woman in
0: her fifties.
3: I'm going to call her older. Well, And Minda, if you're listening, I'll get his address. You can go beat him up later. <laughs> um, but she oh. talk, she's we'll like, provide she's, that for you. She's like, you know, I, you know I, I got into a new relationship recently. We're getting married. And, you know, his sex drive was high. And, and this saved it. Like, you know, you, you all of a sudden feel good. You're more interested. Hey, let's go. Let's go on vacation. Let's fool around. Let's, you know, all this sort of stuff yeah. kind of comes back. There you go. Yeah. So, also, you know, muscle strength. Yeah. You you see, like a nicer shape to your body. Your glutes. You're working out really hard, but all of a sudden, your glutes are growing a little bit. Your your waist is getting a little bit thinner. You're feeling stronger, more energetic, and then that sharpness on top of everything.
2: Now, what happens if a woman starts the testosterone and you know changes her mind says I don't want to do this? Yeah. If you did it, what's the effect of that? Good
3: question. So I. I equate it to like putting your arm in a cast. You break your arm. Let's say you break your left arm. You put it in a cast. You put it in a cast for six weeks. You take it out. It looks smaller than your other it arm. It shrinks. It doesn't work quite as well, right? Same thing with your testosterone production. In a few months, though, it'll be back to how the other one was. No problem. If I put your left arm in a cast for two years, is it ever going to look like your right arm again? Yeah. No, probably not. Oh, Def- no. so it'll deform if you're going to be on testosterone therapy for an extended period of time. You got to think of this as long term therapy, you know. And if you needed it, then you probably weren't making any on your own, anyways.
2: So it's something to consider for anyone that's getting into that's this. why
3: I do not treat younger men with testosterone who are making good if they're making good testosterone. I'm not giving no point it to, to you. It. Yeah, there are other things that you can do, there are other medications that help your body produce more testosterone. So, what happens? When you give a guy testosterone, your brain recognizes that you have a lot of testosterone. So it stops sending the signal to your testicles that tells it to make more, not just testosterone, but also sperm. Mm -hmm. Which is why it makes you infertile while you're on testosterone as well. So your testicles aren't getting that signal. They go on vacation and they start shrinking. Just like your left arm that was in the cast. Okay. Now, instead of giving someone testosterone, you can give them a medication that instead increases the signal that your brain and really your pituitary sends to your testicles to increase LH, well, it increases LH and FSH, which are the signals that are sent to the testes to make more testosterone and sperm. And now you're not getting that negative feedback.
1: So how, how do you know if one is producing testosterone or their system's com- completely shut down? Because it's not going to be zero, right? Or is, is it possible to be zero?
3: I mean, you'd have to have either no testicles or uh, you have to be, like, on a medication to block it to be be zero, basically.
1: So then do you, is there uh, parameters where you're like, okay, if it's 150, then um, your body's probably not producing it, then?
3: 150 is very low. For example. 150 is is pretty much near zero. So what happens
2: if someone, you know, gets their sex change and they cut those things off?
3: well they don't want to have testosterone they want to have they they want to have a different ratio of testosterone to to estrogen
1: (laughs) we're not talking about that community right now (laughs) because the 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 concern always with any medication right is like you said you you become dependent because then your body shuts down um same thing happens when you take uh for example any type of uh cortisone steroids, right? It, exactly. It, the same thing happens. Your body stops producing. Exactly. it, thinking, well, you're taking it. I don't need to produce That's it anymore. Exactly right. yeah. Now, so what are, can somebody be on this pellet like for, let's say you said 40s, right? Mm-hmm. So comes in 45, 50 years old. Can they be on it for 40 years?
3: Theoretically, yes.
2: Okay. Here's another question. Now, does that, because it's an an external entity you're putting into the body mm-hmm. majority of medications your body will eventually you know start it doesn't work the same mm. like, for example metformin they start you <laughs> off at a low dose
3: that's different that's because of the side effects you if you started off at the you know 2000 milligrams a day of metformin, you'd be in the bathroom all day. Exactly. Even with 500, you'd be in the bathroom for, you know, when Not, you start. But I think
1: what you're asking is.
3: I, I get the question. I was just saying that wasn't a oh, good example. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Pain, pain meds, for example, you develop tolerance, tolerance to medication. Exactly. You got to increase the pain dosage. Pain meds is one of the right? best examples. Yeah. So, but in this case, because you said it's bioidentical, mm-hmm. do you still have to keep on increasing the dosage? You over don't the years? Have,
3: and I don't think it's because it's bioidentical, but you don't have to increase the dosage. Testosterone. Being in the sweet spot, you w- will always give you the the benefits. You know, like think about it. a young man who's yeah. on, who's making really good testosterone, young healthy dude who works out all the time, does all the stuff. Does he need more testosterone to feel better all of a sudden? No, he still feels right. good because he still has the same testosterone. Are there
0: side effects to people that decide to take more testosterone? <laughs> of
3: course. We were talking about the hair loss. Yeah. You know, you make you make more DHT, gives you more acne. Um, you know theoretically if you don't have a good ratio of testosterone to estrogen you can even if you have really high testosterone but you're like are blocking off all your estrogen you can have erectile dysfunction or or no sex drive and and really what happens typically is testosterone converts into estrogen this men make their estrogen in their fat tissue so a guy who has more fat is going to make more estrogen so you got to be careful you got to check the estrogen make sure it's not too high um it'll you know it can cause breast growth, which is irreversible. You know, you're not you're not growing fat in your breast. You're growing glandular tissue. You have to have surgery to remove that stuff.
0: You know, uh I, I know you're active on Instagram. Do you remember that one bodybuilder Joe Stetix?
3: Is he the one that passed away? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In in his late 30s. Something.
0: And see, he was he was in his he just turned thirty mm-hmm. and he began to take TRT.
3: Just to be clear, I don't do that kind of testosterone. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No,
0: it's no, like, no, I know. Right. But see, what is the difference between that type of mm-hmm. testosterone replacement he's doing mm-hmm. and the testosterone that you're, you're giving? Cause so, uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, increase in acne and increase. I remember when, you know, I'd go to the gym with my brother, there was, there was one guy who was freaking yoked. and My brother's like, he's on TRT. I'm like, how do you know? He goes, look at how much acne he has on his back.
3: So I wouldn't even call that TRT at that point. It's not replacement therapy. He's on. Well, he, was an old, he, was,
0: he was an older guy. That's why doesn't well,
3: matter. He's still on testosterone. Yeah. <laughs> well, me, me, whatever. That doesn't matter. Whatever it is. Yeah. So, that guy who passed away very likely was not just on testosterone. And the testosterone that he was on was probably three or four times the amount that I would give to someone. He was also on these other anabolics like Trend, but whatever they could, whatever, you know, Anvar, all <laughs> these things that are far more anabolic than testosterone. Being on just testosterone typically isn't none of the guys that win the bodybuilding competitions are just on testosterone. Let's put it that way.
0: So what is the difference between that testosterone and the testosterone that you're, so
3: that's not testosterone. That's another thing. That's also anabolic. That steroids, basically. Again, steroid steroid is is a very broad term, but yes, they're on the anabolic stuff, the highly Mm -hmm. anabolic, the stuff that sticks to the receptors and sticks hard and doesn't stop. So you, you, you're, uh, your androgen receptors are fire your androgen receptors are firing much much more strongly
0: you you're basically putting jet fuel inside of a regular car and you're expecting it to just basically
2: take off it does take off
3: but how long does they're, it last they're are almost there is this like 0.001 percent of the population who looks like they're on something and they're not it's very small um who's that guy Paulo Costa in the UFC oh yeah of course he's a you monster know? And, bro. you know he's tested by these really strict guidelines and he looks, he doesn't look like that, like that guy no, that no, passed no, away. No, 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 no. But, and, and they keep testing him, they keep testing him and he keeps... Well, so was
0: Yoel Romero. Yoel yeah, Romero, Romero you look at him, he's did, fighting did at a hundred... He never tested positive? No. He was fighting at 170 pounds, but the guy was walking around at, like, I'd say easily, easily, Two 10 to 20, 20 probably. Yeah. probably. Yeah. But, you know... Uh, maybe, I don't know about those
2: testing. I mean, I feel like the UFC wasn't doing really well with the testing when they started. Of course they weren't. And they they, need, they couldn't because no, they, they were weren't. selling you something. They were selling you on their product.
3: UFC is the strictest, has the strictest testing. Yeah, of, of, today. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, for sure. Um, in fact, one of my patients who's become a good friend, uh, Benio Darius, you know him? Yeah, of course. He, he, great. Great he, fighter. He's amazing. Mm. And let me tell you, 10 times better of a human being than he's a fighter. Best dude. Just yeah, a, that's the, awesome. He's, and he's,
2: everyone in the UFC says that about yeah, him. He's, yeah,
3: he's, he's just the best. He's just the best dude out there. Um, on Saturdays, I usually train with him. That's his his way of like thank repaying me for... What you do for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So today you were supposed
1: to train with him basically. It's okay. It's
3: <laughs> okay. We'll have he'll, him on the he, show next he's, Saturday. He'll he'll forgive he's, us. He's, he's the man. But I, like I've been training with him on Saturday and he's like, oh man, he's like, I got the text. Hold on a sec. And then, um, Usada walks in, take his piss and urine. It's like, let's go, That's it like, they just, really? just like that. Do they, yeah, USADA,
0: like that. Usada walks in and they do sn- like surprise te- testing. What
2: well, do they have him on a on his phone? No, they know GPS. exactly. If, here's he, the thing: no,
3: if you has s- to tell them where, like he has to give Usada his schedule, his training schedule. Yeah.
0: So if you're scheduled for a fight, let's say for example you have a fight six months from whenever it is that it's scheduled, right? in that time period, you're going to be tested multiple times. Yeah. And they, and it's not like, Hey, what are you doing? Uh, Saturday at,
3: uh, it's, we're coming over. Yeah.
0: We're coming over. It's more of like, uh, this is when we're showing up. This is what yeah. it is. And, and when you, and you can't, it's, you can't go into like a bathroom and, uh, you know, they expect, they, somebody's babysitting you yeah. peeing inside of yeah. a cup. Yeah.
3: So
2: what do you mean by babysitting? They're but holding
3: like you. Hold, yeah. I, I see, I, I treat a lot of these UFC guys. They're, the cleanest athletes that I've.
2: Well, you
0: have to be nowadays, man. It's in, not in the like UFC the UFC especially. back <laughs> in the day when, Hoyce yeah. Gracie was fighting a bunch of guys in one day, where you had one sumo wrestler and then you had some boxer. Those and were
3: really interesting times. Oh, that they were awesome. interesting. It was interesting yeah. times. Yeah. It was it was, it
0: was very Roman esque yeah. times. Love sports. Yes, but nowadays it's more of like a you. It's it's you. You gotta be a professional
3: athlete. Oh, man. these guys are so good now, man, and and they're getting better and better. These. These guys are like jujitsu black belts by the time they're like, you know, 18 years old now. Or a lot of them, you know, a lot of them are. Yeah. And they're just like running with it. it, it they're, you know, in jujitsu, it works a little, actually, have really gotten into jujitsu. I just got my blue belt last weekend. Oh, oh congratulations. congratulations. So don't mess with me. Uh, <laughs> All right.
2: Uh, Good. Thanks for telling us. <laughs>
3: man. Um, uh, so kids, I think until you're 16, you can't get your black belt. So they have like a different rank of belts. Yeah but they pretty much are as good as any black belt. You know, they just don't have the belt. Some of these kids that train in these really high level facilities, they take their GEDs and don't go to high school and just train Train all day. day. And they're monsters. They're monsters. They're 16 year old monsters, man.
2: Which it's, is a smart thing to do.
3: It's a different sport now. It's just it's a serious sport. And yeah. now we have real athletes getting into it. And a of business just,
2: at the same time, yeah. too. Yeah.
0: Are,
1: aren't they combining with WWE now?
3: The same company no, it's, owns it's, both. It's,
0: or it's, yeah, it's, WME
1: bought WWE. It's WWE
0: a, as well. a Saudi company bought the WWE. Vince McMahon sold it to a Saudi company. That's what I heard.
1: I thought they were both owned by WME.
0: No, 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 no. It was, a, it was a company out of Saudi Arabia bought the WWE. Again, don't quote me on it, but that's that's thought, what the, what I last. Thought, I thought
3: they just merged, but I don't know.
1: That's what I thought, yeah. I,
0: I, think, I heard the way
2: Arnold said it. Yeah, it, it was basically. a Saudi, Saudi, Saudi Arabian company bought the mm. WWE. W- no, well, the, guy that,
3: the guy that's still running it is the... Um...
2: Vince McMahon kind of dude? No, the, no, no. The, Vince McMahon, the, McMahon is... Is he still there?
0: No, he's sailed off into the sunset. The so. guy
3: that um, Ari Gold was based off of. Emmanuel...
0: I don't know. I don't know. I gotta look into it. But if anybody's watching, you know, if well, Levick was watching with us right now, Levick, Levick would Levick would pull know. it up. But that's
3: a, that's an interesting family, right? Have you guys, you guys? know? So Rahm Emanuel, who was like um,
2: Rahm Emanuel,
0: part what, of the politics,
3: yeah. Rahm Emanuel was the chief of staff to to Obama, but, right? Obama? Yeah, he was Obama's chief chief of staff.
2: He was in the White House way before Obama. Actually. Yeah, but he was. I'm just saying he was. Uh, he was uh, and then Obama's. the other
3: brother is the guy who's like the like the king of Hollywood who owns this. Who is now like the head of this company, and then the other brother who's like,
1: like you're talking about the modeling agency. agency,
3: yeah? See, no, it's a it's a talent, t- t- talent, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, talent. And, and then the other brother is like a really successful doctor, but like the least successful of like all three brothers. Mm. <laughs> Damn,
2: can imagine being the third brother who's a doctor, successful. Bro? Oh, I, I think he's like a
3: kid. Like I don't, again, I'm gonna be wrong. I think he's like a like a pediatric oncologist, like it's some high level, like fancy schmancy yeah. doctor, <laughs> and, he's that the, and he's the <laughs> not so successful yeah.
4: Well,
1: I mean, at that level, to, 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 even when you become that successful as a doctor, it's not because you're a doctor. It's because you pretty much are an entrepreneur. Mm. How many pediatric oncology patients can you see? You know?
2: do, we, is, do we talk about the women's? No, stuff? we're still getting to that. Estrogen?
3: Estrogen. Let's talk about it. Okay.
1: So, Do these pellets work with estrogen as well?
3: For Sure. And much easier, much easier, actually. It takes only a few days for the estrogen to kick in. I'll put both in. If you're a woman having hot flashes, going through these like menopausal symptoms, we check your labs, we're okay to go. You'll stop having all those symptoms in like three days. They'll be gone. Really? And then the testosterone kicks in and you're like ready to party. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. For women, this... My practice is like 50-50 men-women. But for this procedure, it's about 80% women for pellets. You know, it's nation nationwide. Way more women do this. It's a lovely, lovely procedure for women.
1: What well, I think women are just more
3: inclined to go get medical help. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Men,
1: pr- men, unless they're in their, even in, when they're you know borderline ready to yeah, go, they still yeah, won't go yeah. see the. Uh, it's, their,
3: it's stupid. It's stupid. We do it to ourselves, man. Do you
2: see women uh, hitting that premenopause stage sooner in life nowadays, or? it's consistent
3: i think it's I, I think it's still around the same age i, I know it's changed a little bit o- over the generation but it, i think it's it's still relatively similar
2: so, you know remember like 50s 55s was, i think
3: i think I th- you still we can have time, time? Ed,
1: if that's where your concern is
2: no no i'm, I'm already there brother don't worry everybody
3: everybody's fucking trans today I think the number is fifty-one, though I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. We no, be, need, we need Jamie to look at that because, yeah. because
1: because puberty's puberty's changed now. A lot of kids are getting it much Sooner. earlier. Yeah, yeah. So, which is not necessarily a good thing. No, I don't no. think. You know, it's not good to go through puberty at nine and ten. It should be in your.
3: You mean like onset of having your first period, menarche? Yeah, yeah. It, that has I think that has uh, changed up by a couple of years. Yeah. yeah, but you know, a couple How years. Were we're you <laughs>
4: Can't
1: stop. Fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ste- Stephanie says she <laughs> takes estrogen patches through telehealth. Helped out a lot. Mm-hmm. Or uh, patches is that kind of uh, patches, like, are, so that's topical. Basically, it absorbs through time. Exactly.
3: It's patches not- patches are nice, and you can get patches in the bioidentical form. She's probably taking estradiol patches, which are good, but you're only getting estrogen and. Honestly, the pellets are just so much easier. I put one in every four months and you go live your life. You can go swimming, do this, do that, work out. You don't worry about the patch. And, you know, is it peeling? Am I absorbing more today than last time? It's, it's just a it's a whole thing when you have patches. <clears throat> the
2: patch basically is the same way that they give the fentanyl, narc, patch. fentanyl patch type of deal. Is Any it? patch, yeah. Which basically your bloodstream, it's still going through your bloodstream. Yeah. But is it? like you said, yours is basically your blood decides how much you're going to need depending on the flow. Yeah. What happens with the patch? Same, it's same just idea? A,
3: a, well, the patch is much more volatile because did you just take a shower? Are you hot, cold? Is it uh, wet? Uh, you know, it, it's, you know, topical <clears throat> stuff. When is it active? When and, is it not? And measuring topicals is notoriously difficult. So, topicals get into your blood and then stick into your organs really quickly. So, it's hard to catch them when they're in, in your blood. So, you're supposed to theoretically do salivary tests, but most doctors don't do that. Maybe if she's doing it online, actually, salivary test is a better option because she can do the test wherever she wants. You know, they can send it to her. And I, I think there's some there are some companies out there that do that. That's interesting. Yeah, hmm. yeah and the uh, topicals. There's out.
1: also testosterone patches. It's only for estrogen. There's testosterone creams. Creams, okay. Yeah. Creams, yeah, I, I, I'd heard it, but I didn't, I wasn't sure if Maybe patches, you could
2: just apply the testosterone <laughs> cream straight to your head. Uh, on a band
3: no, You got a nice no, 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 That'll make you bald. Very quickly. Ed hasn't been paying attention. He was focused on his period. So testosterone and that's DHT is going to make you have less hair on your head yeah. and potentially more hair on your body. No, he's the hair expert. I'm yeah, not I'm the- hair
2: expert, brother. I don't even care. Like, if I go bald, I'm not going to do what this guy did. Like, well, you're married with two kids. I will not go kids. into pain for what? I'm not married with two kids. <laughs> <laughs> so is he. Look, he's got two brothers, both of them bald, good-looking men, right? I don't get why the pain... Like, for me, if you're going to Have go you seen James pain, Harden with and
3: without hair? Have you seen the- James Harden? Oh, with you're talking about the basketball oh, yeah, player. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. 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 James Harden doesn't have different. a chin. Yeah, it makes it's, a difference. Uh, right. Yes. <laughs> it's just it's just upper upper teeth. Oh, right. Who, who's the the Jack good looking dude? Jason Momoa. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Have, Have you seen him with yeah. yeah, like without a hair, without a beard? Like hair matters, man. He looks like my aunt. He looks like a
1: Starbucks barista. She doesn't get
3: pissed off.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. No, but. <laughs> I think some of those are even a little exaggerated Photoshop, but it's not because I saw the one for well, yeah, Jason. No shit, bro. Jason. Jason's look like some, you know, r- redneck hillbilly aunt from uh, the point is, Alabama. The point is
3: hair makes a huge, <clears throat> yeah. huge difference. You know, like someone can look 20 years younger yeah. with like a good set of hair. There you go. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh uh, jeez. Okay, this is way more fun than it is supposed to. Be. Yeah.
0: Uh do we have any other questions, anything else going on in the chat?
3: Uh Stephanie's asking is DHEA like testosterone? DHEA, good question. So, testosterone is made vitamin D and cholesterol and these other things are components of this, right? It goes through this process where it tr- becomes different things. Pregnant alone, DHEA is one of the things as well. Often DHEA is the rate limiting step in making testosterone. So you supplement someone with something cheap and easy like DHEA and all of a sudden they're making more testosterone, especially for some reason it works better in women than men. <clears throat> so I can get like a decent boost of testosterone, not great. And almost there's no supplement. I don't care what Andrew Huberman says or anything. Sorry, Andrew Huberman. He's like the God of this world, but nothing, <laughs> nothing if, if it was, a, if that was true, then people, everyone would be using it. You can get small increases in testosterone with DHEA, especially for women, and it's cheap and easy and safe. So go ahead and try it.
0: John is asking how uh, how long is it to get an appointment with the doctor?
3: Um, with me specifically, probably about three to four weeks. Okay,
0: There you go, John.
2: That's not a long time. Uh,
1: what are your thoughts on the, that health system that, you know, the genetic testing and everything Dana White did with, I forget his name. 10X. 10x yeah
3: it's interesting i think we're we're moving faster than we're understanding you know i I think i think the this we're getting like oh we can get this data now like okay great what do i do with it now yeah i have the data but what do i do with it um i do some stuff like that like i do what we call biological age testing um there's a lot of different biological age tests out there the one that i do is based on dna methylation um it's Funny enough, the brand is called True Diagnostics, spelled T-R-U Diagnostics, but I don't own it. I wish I did. Um, David Sinclair, who I think is under some controversy right now, but he's the guy that like really popular, he's like the longevity expert of the world. He's got a lab at Harvard, making mice live twice <laughs> as long as they're supposed to live. He does a lot of this calorie restriction, NMN, those supplements, I, you guys, I NAD. I think he had a MNN, podcast I've with, uh, it, yeah, with Tom, 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 Tom Ballou. He's done oh, with it. He's been yeah. everywhere. Um, but he's the guy that kind of realized that dna methylation is the most predictive marker for your true age you know not chronological age not how long you've been born for right or how how long ago you were born but how has your body aged that 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 that, um, example i gave with the two cars cars yeah 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 yeah. what your body's
0: been through what it's gone through all that stuff yeah yeah
3: so dna methylation so i can get that data for you and i can tell you but then we know some things that can tweak. Like we check it again in six months or check again in a year. And we know some things that can tweak that. But we don't have a great understanding yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, <clears throat> for example, since you're an expert in this field, what is, what's your day, your week like as far as diet, activity, and all that stuff? Good question. If,
3: i work out every day uh six days a week i would say
1: um weights or
3: i've been doing uh, jujitsu like every day pretty much i I, I was doing like a crossfit hit style workout three days a week and jujitsu three days a week but i had a tournament coming up i had a tournament that i did uh recently (coughs) and for like the two months before that i just started doing jujitsu every day and i kind of can't stop now really yeah but it's great because you're getting cardio you're getting the strength You know. Plus, you get like that—the the fun of kind of the feeling of like being on a team again because you're working out with the same group of guys. And yeah, you know, it's, it's it's something that I really miss because I played sports my whole life. You know, what sports? Soccer and football. Soccer. Yeah, soccer and football. football. So you work
1: out in the morning. You do jujitsu in the morning.
3: Every morning, uh, <clears throat> six in the mornings, jujitsu. Um, except for Fridays, we start a little bit earlier because we go somewhere else. And then after about an hour and ten minutes of jujitsu, we hit the sauna for twenty minutes and then work i try i usually don't eat until lunch
1: so um, even after jujitsu you don't eat
3: yeah i've gotten used to it <clears throat> i've gotten used to it and i also you know there's some things that help and um take my vitamins in the morning we can talk about what i take as well um sean high performance nutrition he makes some great supplements him and and uh, mike Rashid together make a bunch of awesome stuff they make this one thing that kind of helps you stay more uh, full, decreases your hunger, uh, called Hydroglyph. It's really just, um, it's mostly, I shouldn't say really, it's mostly uh, a bunch of electrolytes, tastes great, feels good. So shout out to High Performance Nutrition. Is it it a bar or it's a? It's a powder. You mix it with your water. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They they make a bunch of great stuff. And then we can talk about NAD and NAD boosting because he makes a good product there as well
1: because that that's very hot you know the super, nad super, injection yeah, yeah, yeah. not injections the yeah. ivs are
3: yeah we should get into that in a second as yeah. well um workout sauna go to work lunch try not to eat heavy but especially after that tournament when i was trying to lose a little bit of weight i've been kind of letting loose i've probably gained like eight or nine pounds since then um and then have dinner with my family when i get home that's when i get to spend time with the. i got two two girls Spend, much, spend as much time <clears throat> as I can with them. Have a good time with them. Nice. Yeah. What was that NAD you were mentioning? NAD. NAD. So NAD. And is there's NAD, NAD plus, right? It's NAD yeah. plus. It's it's, yeah. yeah. So it's, what is that exactly? So NAD is what allows your mitochondria to work properly. We're finding that as you age, you have less and less NAD. And theoretically, restoring it is a fountain of youth. Oh, so all this stuff that that guy was talking about, David Sinclair, the, the Harvard guy, um, all the stuff that he's doing is like trying to increase your body's NAD production by either taking a supplement or actually just taking NAD. So there are some <laughs> supplements. David Sinclair has really popularized something called NMN, which he's always said he had no ownership <clears throat> of any brands. But something came out recently, and I don't know if this is true, that he kind of owns some of this stuff. And so NMN stands for nicotinamide mononucleotide. NMN has also recently been deemed unsafe by the FDA. So I think like Amazon and most of these places can't sell it anymore. Isn't
1: that like oral NAD basically?
3: It's the oral supplement that will increase your NAD. Yeah. Okay. Then there's NR, nicotinamide riboside, which was popular before NMN. And then this other thing that that, uh, high-performance nutrition makes called NAD3. Uh, which doesn't have any NAD in it. It has a few ingredients that help your body produce more NAD. People are going to look at it and say, "Oh, I'm, I, I own a piece of it because I'm on their like, I'm on their like social media and stuff." But I don't. I actually just promote it because I think it's a good product, and I sell it at my office. Like I, I sell it. But I don't own mm-hmm. or anything, you know. Um, <clears throat> so um, the other thing that I do is actual NAD injections and actual NAD IV. Uh, NAD IV, I think, is probably the best form it feels kind of funky it gives you like a weird feeling in, your, in the pit of your stomach and get your nose gets all stuffed and if you push it too fast like you get kind of like nauseous and stuff but as soon as you slow down it kind of goes away um a lot of these like high performance athletes really like it they're able to train hard for a long time um and then we get everyone for that like i get like you know mothers who have two kids who are tired and they just want to like a little boost mental fog uh brain fog mental clarity stuff like that
0: and they do this with IV drips, you said, right? Yeah. yeah like Interesting.
1: Art, art does it at home.
3: I do it at my office. Yeah, you,
0: oh, nice.
3: Yeah. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah, you now, guys have not been on my Instagram, bro.
1: No, I... I <laughs> well, I... am I, just, I, just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no, no.
0: <laughs> Ar- Armand has been, obviously. He was I'm just connected. kidding, but, guys. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but uh, but I, I recently just started following you as yeah. well. I and, want to, I'm going to be... NAD's ready.
1: been around for... It, it became really popular the last two, three years, I yeah. think.
2: Yeah, yeah, I had no idea what it was. NMN is even fresher been like because that's
1: oral that's why
3: a- nmn has been a few, a few <clears throat> years for sure
1: now years. as far as nicotine goes because you mentioned nicotine and you know
3: there's a lot of i mentioned nicotinamide mononucleotide right but yeah okay but, the, but it there's has a, a lot of though.
1: theories about nicotine yeah. increasing testosterone especially via cigar smoking Is it's become kind of popular and part of it obviously has to do with uh Social media and Andrew Tate constantly talking about you know cigar smoking, uh, you know. If Andrew Tate <clears> says <that clears throat> it, <coughs> <coughs> then it, it must has be true. True has yeah. to. Be. Right, but but I I read a lot about it too recently. But but I I always thought nicotine lowers your testosterone.
3: I think smoking cigarettes lowers your testosterone,
1: but it's not the nicotine.
3: I don't think so because mm-hmm. there's other forms. You can now they have those like nicotine pouches and. <laughs> Yeah. All, all sorts of different things, or vapes, or whatever. And, and I don't, I've never heard of anything that you know equates or, or relates to two.
2: But then there's like another hundred and something other chemicals in the cigarette, so oh, there it's
1: not natural.
3: Well, I mean, even <laughs> sure. if it was natural, I think the act of like breathing, <clears throat> inhaling that much smoke is probably not good for you.
1: <laughs> Dad, Dad.
3: Why
2: is everyone staring at me now? <laughs>
1: you're, you're the only official smoker here.
2: That's true, that's true.
0: At least get some of the. What was the one with the Native American guy on it? American, American spirit America, Get some I American know, it spirits. It takes Mo. you like
2: twenty minutes to finish a cigarette. Get
3: the Zin pouches. Uh I'm not into.
2: I'm, I don't do the vape. I don't do the pouches. Yeah, it's because you're
3: addicted to cigarettes. Yeah, and okay. it's the that's, act
2: more than the chemical.
3: So try it. You, you might. It might make you. Just eat. take a pen and just start sucking. sucking it out. <laughs> 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 I'm good, guys. Keep it. Keep it to yourself. Don't
2: swallow the ink. Spit <laughs> keep it your out. Sucking to yourself. <laughs> 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 we oh, just geez.
1: can't keep it clean
0: for long. What else, can't, it. it just doesn't work out. What else we got? What have we what have we missed, doctor? I know I know we covered a bunch of topics, we jumped from topic to topic, but what have we missed? What else what else can we kind of uh chime in on uh before we let you go cuz we know you're in Newport and you took time out of your Saturday to be with us cuz you know, we want to be able to cover as much as we can until we have you back on again with us. Cool,
3: thanks. Um i think i think we i think we hit the big ones for sure um, you know weight the 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 really hot ones are testosterone weight loss n a d longevity um you know markers for longevity you know i guess one thing is if you don't if you haven't checked a lot of your labs if you haven't taken a deep dive into your labs, then if and when you start feeling not as good and someone checks your labs then what are they comparing it to? Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so again, what we were saying earlier was there are no guidelines on like what to test for a young, healthy person. But I test a lot of stuff. I'm going to test inflammatory markers, vitamins, vitamin D, vitamin B12, folate, all these things. I'm going <clears> to <throat> test your testosterone. Not just your total testosterone because that's how much you're making. But also your free and bioavailable portions of your testosterone because that's yeah. the parts that your body can use. Because right? some people make great testosterone. I see 55-year-old guy making testosterone, 900, but his free and bioavailable portions are actually low. So he actually has, you know, in clinical use, has low testosterone. You know what I mean? What um,
2: causes this?
3: <clears throat> mostly something called uh, sex hormone binding globulin, which does what it sounds like it does. It binds your sex hormone and bound is like locked. It doesn't really do anything. It also, there's other proteins like albumin, which,
2: which is reversible. I'm guessing.
3: mm, So, uh, if you can figure that out, you let me know. (laughs) We'll both be millionaires. Billionaires. (laughs) Well, anabolic steroids, from what I understand, can actually do that. But is it worth taking anabolic steroids? Probably Mm. not. Um, so I'll check those. I check estrogen, even, you know, for sure, my men and making sure your prostate's healthy, checking your prostate. Um, for sure, thyroid, cholesterol, but in a deep dive, not just like the standard test. Yeah, and I'll test all these things
2: in that one
3: blood one test. Te- that yeah, do. yeah, for 199 bucks. Even if you don't have insurance, I'll test 199 bucks. Yeah. You know, it's worth it's, every penny. And then totally, it, <laughs> so they
2: have, when someone is interested, they call or reach out to you via whatever. You can DM <laughs> me. You DM. can call you can if you got, yeah. You guys can
0: hit him up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. True underscore M D. That's his Instagram handle. His website is true M D T R U M D dot com for more information and you basically they you could book appointments via both right telemedicine
3: for, or in person or and how, however you want perfect yeah. and, and you that, do
2: accept insurance and
3: yeah. all that all the major ppos uh we take i think we may take one A one or two nationally H&M. yeah. i think we may um but, yeah. but are
1: any of the uh, treatments covered by insurance or no
3: some things are, you know, and, and again, like labs, the labs could be if you want to take them out and stuff like that. Yeah. So, some things, and, you know, definitely pharmaceutical <clears throat> medications and stuff are, are covered. Oh, peptides. When you talk about peptides? peptides, peptides are? So, good question. Uh, peptides are a link or chain of amino acids of a certain length. That's the actual definition. Amino acids are also proteins. So, once you get over a certain number of proteins, and someone on youtube is going to kill me for this i think it's like 50 something pro amino acids you're a protein below that you're an amino you're a peptide okay the word is hot right now but it just means a chain it, it just means medications so different medic you know, it's a different class of medication okay okay and we use them for all sorts of different things some of them i found great use for some of them i really don't see the benefit like one of the ones that's super hot right now, BPC 157. You've probably seen ads for it on Instagram or something like that. Anti inflammatory, maybe for gut health, it's helpful, but as anti inflammatory for like joint pain, stuff. I've, a bunch of patients have tried it. No one's ever gotten benefit. So I, now patients come in asking me for it. And I say, I don't think, I think you're wasting your money. But there are others that help you release more of your own growth hormone. There's one called Cermorellin. There's one called Epimarelin. Um, Usually they pair that together with something called CJC. And mm-hmm. over the course of a couple of months, you start increasing your body's natural production of growth hormones slightly. But you're sleeping better and you're recovering better. And for someone who's training really hard or maybe for like a dad who's in his 50s and like, man, it's getting really hard to lift weights every day or do jujitsu or work out hard, it can be really, <coughs> really beneficial. And you can tag the, tack that on to testosterone therapy already.
1: Was HGH? Because at one point, HGH was super popular.
3: Yes, HGH is still super popular. It? But it's extremely dangerous, very hard to get. Most people that are on it are on it illegally because if you're getting it, if you're prescribing it from your clinic, like the feds are immediately watching. What your, is HGH? Your growth Human, growth Human growth hormone. hormone. Oh, okay. shit. Yeah, so this is giving someone growth hormone... Probably is one of the I had, I had to guess it's probably one of the best feeling things that you oh, can, yeah you, you I mean, can do you know but I, I don't I don't give people growth hormone in my office I do use the peptides that increase your own production of growth hormone which is really beneficial really yeah nice. I
0: remember human growth hormone was like this fad that went around in like the, it's still uh, there man why though it's amazing so what ha- what <laughs> happened with it that it's so kind of uh, frowned upon now
3: I think it's the same level of frown that's that's always been there. Well, I mean,
0: in the beginning, it was like, it was everywhere, man. Like, you turn the TV on you were online. You're talking on TV, about TV, no. I don't think
1: TV. so. was no, no. no.
0: no.
2: against the pharmaceuticals It's
0: a lot not going to be on TV. A lot yeah, of no. celebrities do. Well, no, it. no, yeah. meaning as in like celebrities and stuff going on to like TV show. I'm not talking about like infomercials and stuff, like talking about it. Like there are like, implications for
3: sure. So what what is it? They,
1: what are the implications? I don't think celebrities would- you cuz again, like you said no, it was no. all I think there's a bunch no, of celebrities no, 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 man. There, there were, bro. They're on it, but they wouldn't talk about cuz it's not legally prescribed.
0: So what? what what is it that it does that it's basically so dangerous?
3: So, it will grow anything in your body, theoretically. So, if you've got, like, a growth of some sort, it could potentially be feeding any kind of cancer or anything like that. Oh, shit. It could be. I mean, it could be. Um,
1: it makes for- you younger, basically. Uh, Essentially, that's that was yeah, the whole point. Yeah, but
0: look at what the repercussions are. God forbid you have a, an underlying issue.
3: So, people that are rich enough to afford human growth hormone, for the most part, are also rich enough to do, like, Whole body scan, MRI, which we do at my office, you know, if, if that's what you want to do. Um, I also offer this other test called the Gallery. It tests for 50 different cancers in two tubes of blood. It's freaking amazing. It's new. It's one of those, like, tech meets science kind of new tests. Um, super, super awesome. If you guys want to look that up, Gallery is G-A-L-L-E-R-I. Okay. So
1: that you're basically testing 50 different cancer markers.
3: And it's tuned for the types of cancers that we don't typically screen for so you know we do a good job of screening for breast and prostate cancer um but we don't do a good job of screening for <clears throat> pancreatic cancer for example or like some of these other um, intestinal cancers and uh ovarian and i'm pretty sure ovarians on the list for gallery as well they do a good job of of screening for these interesting yeah
0: interesting. anything else we got what else do we miss i think that's it huh
3: i think so
1: yeah, well, yeah, we covered everything. Hormones. Covered it all, my uh, any other questions? <laughs> no, John, you can't inject HGH on your hot, happy spot. <laughs> doesn't work that way, my friend.
0: You'll get, uh, you'll have some side effects, John.
1: Unless you want to compete in women's swimming, then
0: <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Guys, but. you can visit TrueMed.com uh, for additional TrueMD. True MD. Tree object. TrueMD.com for additional information, or you could visit uh, the doctor's Instagram page, T R U underscore MD. Uh, give him a follow, give him a, give him likes on his posts, and if you have any questions, you could reach out to him directly there. Doctor, I want to thank you so much for
3: taking time out of your Saturday to be with us, man. Appreciate thank you for it. for having me. That was really fun, guys. Thank you.
2: Appreciate you. You have
1: up. any competitions coming up, Jiu-Jitsu or?
3: Mm, I just got my blue belt, so if I have to compete, I'm going to compete against blue belts now. Uh, so I'm going to take it easier for a little bit. What weight class? <laughs> Uh, one eighty, one eighty was my competition. Oh, okay. One eighty-two, rather, was my. That's was his my way of asking how much do you weigh. I weigh one. <laughs> one well, no, he's. I'm sure he's got to cut weight. I'm sure you cut weight. I, I didn't cut. I, I didn't like get in the sauna and lose water. You should I, do I just, it. I just leaned out a little. You bit. should do it. I you did. I, that's it. what I was at. I mean, I probably weigh like one ninety-four right now, something yeah. like that.
1: Okay, so see, according to the BMI, he's obese. He's I'm, morbidly I'm, I'm, I'm obese. Overweight. Actually, I'm overweight. I'm right, I'm
3: he's
2: overweight. overweight.
1: He has No, man, watch. Uh, no, no. just,
2: just no, actually, you would be considered
3: yeah. obese. Let's man. see. Not let's even see. overweight. I'm not kidding. 5'9", 194.
1: Yeah, let's do. Uh,
2: I'm, f- I'm five eleven, one 5'11", 195. Yeah,
3: close.
0: I'm curious about mine now. I'm gonna put my
3: BMI on national. <laughs> see, see twenty eight
1: point six. Yeah, I'm right? overweight. Where, where's the, the actual uh
3: metric let's see doesn't see on the right over there so hold
0: on let's do this so here's bmi so age you're, let's see for example you're right me.
3: at the
1: borderline of o- overweight and obese yes. i know
3: what the bmi numbers <laughs> i do this no a c- lot.
1: no because 29.9 is obese yeah 30 and and you're at uh, 28.6 28. Yeah, 28. Yeah, so
0: you're close you're no, almost wow, obese. look at this so me at <laughs> 36 years old, male, 5'6", 155 pounds. Um basically b- my BMI is like at twenty five. Yeah. So what is that? Is that normal? No, Between your, normal your borderline normal, and normal with- you're, you're
1: overweight.
2: overweight. But you're normal
0: right now. But how much freaking
2: weight do I need? can That's you
0: two two Exactly.
1: Months? That's the, at five six you gotta weigh eighty seven okay, pounds. Or-
0: Okay, forty-five. <laughs> what five? 511?
2: Five eleven. Five eleven. One ninety-five right now. One ninety-five. You oh, you're beyond obese.
4: No. I think. No, you're. 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 He's overweight. overweight. He's yeah. overweight. overweight.
0: Interesting.
2: Damn. I. I. I don't mind being overweight at this point.
0: Okay. I mean, see, that's the thing. I've. I've. I was, at, I was at a weight where I was uncomfortable. When I would bend down to tie my shoes, I was out of breath. So I was like, fuck, bro, I got to think. No, I'm serious. It John, was, it where was, were you when he was bending? It was, down. It, was, it was the gut. So now that I've lost all that back, I, I'm like, okay, how much more do I need to lose? How much I feel, have you lost? Uh, I basically lost almost close to 20 pounds. That's great. And how long? In about three months.
3: That's fantastic. Yeah.
0: And this is me basically just cutting out carbo Well, not all carbohydrates, anything processed
3: you're probably just eating less calories Uh, if you're switching your your breads for salads no i'm not
0: well no i am switching breads for salads but i'm also eating like for example i'll have uh i'll I'll still have like wheat toast and stuff Mm -hmm. but calorie wise no man i had like four eggs the other day with bacon with sausage with avocados with freaking like no there's no way
3: you'd be surprised people on keto Think they're they're like eating a ton of calories, but it's hard to eat that much meat. And you just stay full for well, longer. Well, that's the thing; it's not carbs,
0: full, full kill. Like yesterday, I had three. My, apples my, my
3: point is eating more meat and less bread. I see. Because the, these, you can. I mean, eat eat a steak dinner until you can't have another bite. Right? Imagine the way you feel. Like, oh my god, looking at the steak, I feel good. I can't have another bite. it happens to and you. And then, well, something <laughs> like that. And then someone brings out ice cream, and what do you do? You can eat it. You can eat the ice cream. Yeah. You can always, you always have, always room I would this pick was the my cold dinner a couple of days of ago. Cream, I swear, so it's like a Joe Rogan dinner, right there. Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: <laughs> it's, uh, is that is that elk? No, it's, that not elk. It's, it's, it's not elk.
1: Not it's it's Denver cut. cut. It, but it's see, I did have, elk. I did have a
0: nightshade with it, so huh. I did have some mashed potatoes with it. So it's not like I'm on a full. Because anybody who's on keto can't have nightshades. Fine. So nightshades.
1: Oh, you, you millennials in your terms, bro. Nightshade
0: is is basically a vegetable that grows underneath the ground.
3: Sounds like a fucking Jeez, stalker. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Or, I thought tomatoes were nightshades too.
0: No, no. It's, it's carrots, potatoes, <laughs> <laughs> anything that grows underneath the ground. Yeah. Doctor, tra- you so doctor, take, doctor, thank you so much. Doctor, thank <laughs> you so <laughs> much. You know we're going to mess with you. know you <laughs>
4: it's coming. Let's <laughs> cut the short. I don't want to end up like a
0: shout out to bros and bros podcast by the uh, way uh okay. doctor thank you so much for <laughs> taking time out of your sunday appreciate you uh <laughs> taking time to be with us again guys true md.com and then true underscore md on his instagram follow him support him if you guys need to reach out make an appointment you could reach out on the website or directly through instagram uh and make sure you tell him the wise nut sent you so yeah uh other than that we will see you guys on monday we have a very, very, very special show coming up on Monday. Uh, and surprisingly, uh, yesterday, Gavin Newsom actually vetoed that bill that was going to affect Adam Vena's uh, case, case yeah. uh, which was uh, AB957, uh, AB if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so Adam will be with us. He's from Dad Army. It's going to be an amazing show, guys. He's got a hell of a story to tell you. Uh, so tune in on Monday, 7.30, same place, same time have a great rest of your weekend and we'll see you guys on monday thanks guys
2: take care